0: i
1: Welcome to black sky legion number 127 the importance of honest communication in game development i'm your host kai zen and i am drinking dragon's milk because why not life's too short not to man this shit is legit um with us tonight we've got the crew you know we've got
2: tweak 74 say hello to the beautiful people tweaked hello everybody we finally made it to friday what a long grueling week this has been but we're here absolutely absolutely what you drinking tonight what kind of special flavored coffee you got i've got some oddly chocolate orange type with vanilla cream coffee then it's really good Tastes like coffee but it's really good (laughs) hell yeah hell
1: yeah right on you're basically what you're drinking is like a non-alcoholic adult milkshake of some yeah, kind right. yeah yeah a hot drink though it's hot coffee so hell yeah hell yeah. all right fair enough fair enough we also have wolf dragon in the house wolf what you drinking brother
3: i uh i saw the show notes and gave up on trying to have beer i went straight to the six and twenty carolina Roja, and there's about four fingers of it in this glass so yes. uh, buckle up
1: I also have the 6 and 20 Carolina Roja whiskey right here. Uh, it's aged in PX sherry barrels, but uh, I'm not a degenerate like you drinking multiple shots. I just have the cork out of the bottle and taking little sips. Uh, we also have with us uh, Chad Lozan, researcher extraordinaire. Say hi to the beautiful people, Chad, and tell them what you're drinking.
4: Hello, beautiful people. I am drinking a Vitarin Zero Acai Blueberry Pomegranate from Costco. I gotta love Costco.
1: Yo, he lives in California. Very fancy. That's right, I do. Right on. And last but certainly not least, we have our special guest star tonight. Down to Earth Astronomy Astro, say hello to the beautiful people. Tell them what you're drinking and a little bit about yourself and fun stuff you got coming up on your streams. Good evening. Good
5: evening. Um, starting with the with the drinks, I uh, I've moved over to, a, to to straight up water as always too, doing live streams. Mm. Been 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 drinking quite a bit already tonight, so uh, I'm taking a chill doing the live stream. Hell yeah, uh, tonight! But uh, <clears throat> up- upcoming stuff. Um, I think what we're going to be focusing on the next couple of weeks is probably going to be all the new stuff coming in uh, patch 317 for Star Citizen. Oh hell yeah, right on! Um, it's been difficult making content for it. Well, stability issues and all, but. Mm like fingers crossed knock on wood and all that stuff It's going to get better and then we can actually begin to <laughs> go ahead and take a look at it and not just look at a broken console
1: for sure for sure i'm seeing people in the chat talking about saying that they want to see more of you in a hot tub so <laughs> take that under advisement <laughs> right on right on all right you know look at how professional astro is he's like yeah i'm doing a stream i'm drinking water and all of us are like <laughs> I got this. Like, well, actually no. Tw- we got 50% responsible people here. Chad and Tweaked are holding it down as sober people. So we got that coming for us, which is great. Someone has to. <clears throat> Hell yeah. All right. So, I got you tonight anyways. There you go. <clears throat> Let's get into this. <clears throat> Let's start off right off the bat with talking about uh oof. We're going to we're going to hold off on No Man's Sky this week because we've got a special thing that we're going to do with Kerbal Space Program 2. Um, with regard to Elite, what is there to talk about in Elite this week? So they did another, they did Frameshift Live, uh, Episode 3, and uh, <clears throat> they in that, they did say that at some point... Update 12 is going to happen, which really shouldn't be a mystery after considering the last thing that they put out was update 11. Like, the only things they can say is update 12 is going to happen or the game is done. So, like, I don't think that that was a particular uh, sort of shocker, but they did say that. They said there wasn't really going to be anything else about development per se in that stream. And then they did a two hour stream where they tried to do one on foot mission, went to the wrong planet, died several times, failed miserably to accomplish any goal. Um, <clears throat> during that, during that stream, I posted a, uh, a thing on their stream, a comment on their stream, literally said, you guys are as good at community management as you are at playing this game now. In all honesty, yeah, that's a bit of a shit post. I thought it was clever. I thought it was slightly comical and and not overly offensive. Uh, That literally, word for word, was what I posted. I did not curse. I did not threaten. I did not swear. I did not whatever. And I got banned permanently from their streams. So, you know. Welcome. There's that. (laughs) I got that going for me, which is nice. Welcome to the club. (laughs) So I mean And I actually have a snapshot of the exact Of of what I posted And uh Yeah I mean that's not This is not me You know cause you hear stories all the time like Man I didn't do anything wrong And then the company will post like well here's what you said And the, the dude's yelling the n-word And talking about raping dogs And you know like just crazy shit Where it's like the guy It's normal that people are like I got banned And I didn't do nothing And then you see what they did and it's like holy shit dude you're a monster like i actually have word for word the picture and have showed it to people hey project 675 in the chat he's the guy he's our buddy that has the distillery that he sends us uh liquor from six, six and, 20. and twenty yeah yeah we love you brother uh but like legitimately all the time people are like uh uh it it's i don't know whatever so yeah, I got that going for me. Um was there anything else in the chat or, or anything that we should be talking about development news? Because I honestly think we're still a couple weeks away from interesting shit starting to happen. Like I, I truly believe in my heart that interesting shit is in another couple weeks gonna start happening in Elite. They're gonna turn the story back on now that they've abandoned consoles. And I think the game's going to get good for six months to nine months. I think the game's going to actually get really good. It's going to be fun to play. And then it's going to maintenance mode. That's my personal belief. But, you know, <clears throat> um, I know there was a thing where there's a Turner station. And in that station, you have to, like, glitch it to see inside. There's an actual Thargoid barnacle inside of a... of a um alliance base now i've seen enough glitches and other mistakes that everybody attributed some you know massive importance to that turned out to be nothing that i'm still withholding any kind of whatever about and i know also there was just a new criminal faction added to the game and interestingly enough out of nowhere added to the codex that it's out in the middle of nowhere and it has Absolutely, it owns nothing in the area that it's in. It's it, The system that it's in is completely owned by this, whatever, mining corporation. <clears throat> so the fact that they went through the trouble of adding it to the game and adding it to the codex all at the same time is a huge deal. I don't think that that's leading to anything right this second, but I think that's prep for something in a month from now or whatever when they flip the switch and turn on the story that... That's gonna play some role in things. I can't think of anything else going on in Elite that's worth Oh, the new stream chat. Yay, they now have new paint jobs that you can get for free for new first ships for twitch drops. Is there did I miss anything? Is there anything else going on in Elite? Is there anything anybody wanna talk about in Elite?
2: Please, anyone? Please, I'm begging you.
6: I
1: think
2: you covered it. I I honestly <laughs> forgot they were doing a show on Thursday. I had to watch it in retrospect. What I, I did notice though is it was Honest Darf with the zoo. I let that slip. I really I'm not supposed to say this, guys, but yes, update twelve will be coming out. Oh, Honest Darf with the
1: super super guys. I'm going to get in trouble for telling you this, but at some point we might do something.
5: I I spotted one small thing that might be of interest. i was just just looking through my notes for hello Dave, see what what I've been spotting. So on, when was this, was this yesterday? No, yeah, yeah, yesterday, yesterday, they, um, took the login servers and account creation servers down. Um, it was not like a bug where they went or like a glitch or anything that they went down unexpectedly. They, they said that, that they were in the process of performing some maintenance on the login servers and the account creation servers so it was a planned maintenance they did they posted about it on twitter um <clears throat> and i th- this is going to be very tinfoil hatty okay. so take take this for what it is i suspect that might have been a test of account transfer from consoles. okay this is again it's very <laughs> tinfoil hattery i have nothing to have it in but it seems with the amount of focus that has been on account transfers, and then we we suddenly get a unannounced um, shutdown of that very specific service that handles logins and account creation. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it is. So I mean, would be really stupid of them not to really try to focus on this um, because, as we talked about on, on the on the on the hot top stream, like Frontier is running out of time on this because mm-hmm. the longer the wait, the more people are gonna abandon the game for good if they want to try to salvage some of those people from console and get them moved over to PC. It's There's going to be people
6: who, who, who
5: can't. That could be for financial reasons or any other, many other reasons they don't want to. Mm-hmm. But there are people who do want to uh, to transfer. Okay.
1: I, it is a little bit hopeful, and I'm there with you, man. I, I hope. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out, but that's a good possibility. That's a good thing to hope for the only thing that the
3: only thing that i saw that was kind of huh that's weird um and i i got keyed over to it by uh one of burr's videos was they did some things in the codex and they added that uh that criminal consortium Mm -hmm. um entry and then proceeded to stick them in a singular system so far removed from any like usable BGS aside from who controls what in that system, it sort of begs the question of okay, that's
1: a thing. And yep. moving on. Like yep. has anybody seen uh has anybody else seen the show Ted Lasso on, on Apple yes. Plus? So of course when 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 Astro was talking about that, I remember the line from Ted Lasso where the, the the old bartender lady that's really nice, she's like, It's the hope that kills you. That's right. dealing deal with Frontier. <laughs> dealing with Frontier, it's the hope that kills you. But, like, all right. I, I, I I've, Dude, I appreciate it. I appreciate
2: well, it. I, I'm not going to lie. I had that same thought that Astro did because I saw yesterday I was at work, and I was getting all these notifications and the different groups that I'm in, and everybody was complaining they can't log into the game. They can't do this. They can't do that. And I was like, <coughs> well, that's kind of weird. Are they trying to do something? And then I kind of settled more on, no, this is just FDev having – server issues and screwing things up they've messed things up so many times now that i can't even believe that it's them actually doing something on purpose anymore Mm.
1: well we'll see we'll see how it all plays out all right so moving on from elite uh let's get into star citizen chad why don't you start us off and as you hit each thing people will sort of chime in with with
4: thoughts on them let's go Uh, okay so the Monthly Report. hmm There was a lot of good information in the Monthly Report. It was very, very, very long. It had AI content, features, tech, mm-hmm. a lot of interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. So there was one particular that was cool, was art characters. Character art focused on the frontier outfits for Pyro alongside various Ninetales assets for an event later this year. hmm Cool. Subscriber items and a salvage theme backpack progressed too, uh, and then they were talking about ship art, a Hall a, and the Scorpius is almost done, mm-hmm. and there and the Drake Vulture is coming along, and they added functionality for the uh, for the salvage modes in the cockpit, and they talked about the Corsair, and the co-pilot's thing's almost done, and they have you know. This in great exterior gray box and it's coming along really really well. I talked about Gen twelve <clears> and all the <throat> details in there there and it's a lot of technical detail and most of it's over my head, mm. but it's so cool. They just they tell you it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of cool stuff coming up. <clears throat> stuff on um, the uh, creation for townships. They did some tests on connecting for so featuring the village thing where they connect the battery, a power supply and a lamp post, so that they, so you can systemically wire uh, basically your own homestead for power. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cool is that, so there'll be a lot of me. So if someone comes along and cuts the, the line to a light, it goes out.
2: Yeah.
4: So that's really neat. I mean, the key word of course is systemic. Every time you read the word systemic in this post, take a drink well you'll be pretty wasted by the end
1: i get that it's totally like sort of a meme to like you know systemic and organic and whatever but it's like here's the thing if you're trying to do something that's truly next level deep or whatever that's you're gonna get a lot of that it is what it is and it's like oh, yeah it's like you can go Absolutely. one of two ways you can either you know yes they're going to be the buzzword me whatever that it's whatever but like there there's there's A lot you can accuse Star Citizen of. There's a lot you cannot accuse them of not going deep with their shit. There's two things that if you accuse Star Citizen of, I'll call you a liar to your face, sight unseen. And that's if you accuse them of not bringing the pretty, and if you accuse them of going too light on a system. Now sometimes it's like, well, this system's a little light because it's implementation one. But when they're they're always when they're talking about stuff, man, it's like it's 19 layers deep eventually. And it's like, if anything, you could go the other way and accuse them of being maybe sort of getting a little deep in the weeds, but you cannot accuse them of taking things too light. So when they say they're going to do stuff systemically, that's one promise from CIG that I think you can take to the bank. If they mention a date, don't take that to the bank. But if they say they're going to go systemic and deep on a system, take that to the bank.
4: Yeah. So the, the homestead thing is, they said it'll be a while. I mean, we're talking like a year, two years until this comes out. But they're starting to mention it. They have some early pre-production art for some like greenhouses and other stuff included in the monthly report, mm. uh, as well as a, uh, a gigantic floaty building in Orison, which we think is the new convention center for Invictus, which is will be mm. in late May. Mm. So that should be neat, because it was supposed to be in Orison last time, but they didn't have anything ready, so it was still in uh, (coughs) New Babbage.
1: You ready for for a hot take?
7: Go
4: ahead.
1: The next one's going to be in Orison, but (laughs) SitCon is going to be in Pyro. Calling it now. Calling it now. If I'm wrong, rub my nose in shit, but I'm calling it now. There's a reason (laughs) why at this year, last year, SitCon – they had Jax fly off in a, in a uh, odyssey and take it to Pyro. This year's sitcom is going to be in Pyro. It's going to be introduced by Jax in Pyro. And they're going to be like, and the odyssey is ready for you to fly now. Buy it and fly it. Have fun, baby. <laughs> I'm, he- I'm seeing in the chat. No way, no way. But wait, just watch. Wait, just wait, watch.
5: Was it a was flying <clears throat> away?
1: No, it was an oh. Odyssey. He flew an Odyssey. It was a That was part of the whole story of sitcom because they sort of announced the Odyssey and they were like, hey, whatever, it's a thing. And then he was like, hey, Jimmy, I just need to... I'm having a midlife crisis. I just need to fucking recharge. I'm going to just go on walkabout a little bit. This Odyssey, it's like a brand new... It's like your own space station. I'm going to just... They won't mind if I borrow it. And he took the Odyssey and flew through the fucking wormhole to pyro so i'm telling you Jax is Jax is the fucking pyro or not pyro sorry Jax is the fucking sitcom like mascot man he's mr sitcom they wouldn't have sent him out unless they knew they were ready and i'm telling the the big the big shocker is Sitcon is going to be it's going to be like a last minute like whoa they're going to drop it on everybody as a shocker Sitcon's going to be in pyro by you know Jax is going to be whatever and they're going to be like oh and you can fly the come into sit come into pyro now and fly the odyssey now i'm not saying they're going to have all the server meshing done i'm not saying that i'm saying they're going to go with static server meshing so that they can say like hey we're we're Still eight months, nine months a year, whatever it is, we're that far away from dynamic server meshing, but for now we're going to give you static server meshing we're going to give you pyro, go play with it,
4: go have fun with it yeah, so you're referring to IAE in, in November um yes <laughs> so yes that... the next okay, one though, well, the so...
1: Invictus will
4: be <laughs> invictus
1: will Man. absolutely be in pyro, in, in uh, uh or Orison, Orison. For, sure. Yeah. for sure for
2: sure for sure. I think to your point, Kai, if you look at the wording of the beginning of their monthly report where it says, however, significant progress <laughs> was made on important features coming later in the year, including mm-hmm. Pyro and salvage," mm-hmm. That was worded that way on purpose. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, again,
1: this is me going out a little and again here's the other thing and i'll be honest because people have been lately saying oh kai you're just totally biased anything star citizen says you lap it up anything elite says you talk shit on him. no we're talking about cig and a date so again it's the hope that kills you but i i have hope
4: i believe we'll see we'll see <laughs> right go ahead chat so the so they have an image for the homestead. It says very early pre-production began on some interesting space locations, which we won't be seeing for a while, but are getting getting already getting design and arts creative juices flowing. Team that's on the locations team. Then they had a picture of the reclaimer derelict, um, which is coming along, and then they've also said that eventually they're going to do derelicts for every single ship in the game. Mm-hmm. So. That'll be neat. Uh, here's a particularly f- interesting one on locations in Montreal. Mm. We noticed that the Grim Hex Hospital could get quite busy, <laughs> especially during the Jump Town event. To fix this issue, we significantly significantly expanded its size. There used to be only three medical rooms. With this update, we'll have over 60. 60. Six zero. Zero. Yeah. 60. Hospital rooms in Grim Hex. Dude, dude, that's we've, crazy. We've
1: noticed that your hospital is a little small, so we're going to make it. 20x as big. What? And and this did not come out on April 1st. This is not an April Fool's Day. That is an actual thing from the Toronto team.
4: Yep. What? From, from Montreal. Uh, all players Montreal, will be able yeah. to read. Sorry. All players will be able. It's, oh, it's all canon all players will be able to respawn and get back into the action as quickly as possible said Mm -hmm. the sandbox team that's that's i first i've heard of it that's fantastic i don't know if it's i don't think it's coming 317 but probably 318 so it's very very cool and there's another holy shit last minute thing that we
1: that popped up today that uh chad's gonna get to in a minute that it's like wait what 317 just got way cooler
4: Yes, so those props, QA. There's it's a giant list of stuff. You should go and take some time to read it. It's worth the read. There's a lot of hidden gems, a lot of little details that uh, you know really give you a, a better feel for what's coming in the next several months. Mm-hmm. All right, and then there's the Squadron Forty Two update, which was an email, which I have linked, which the link will be appear soon. It's a lot of the same where the segments between the monthly report and the squadron 42 are the same. It's literally, literally the same thing between the two. Mm. So there's a ton of crossover, mm-hmm. but there's, there's also a lot of, you know, stuff particular to squadron, a lot of cut scenes, a lot of interactive <laughs> conversations are getting done stuff on various chapters is being finished. van duel combat, uh, a lot of unique story beats and uh, you know, for the game itself and location mm. stuff for Odin, um, just a, a lot of a lot of different things that are very cool that that are specific to Squadron Forty Two, but also help the PU. Mm. Uh, so stuff like about Gen Twelve, it's all the same stuff. Stuff with the AI, a lot of the AI um, tech is being used for both PU and Squadron Forty Two. So they're not like abandoning the PU. They most of a huge percentage of this work is for use for both. And it's being incorporated into both at the same time, so it's again. It's uh, this one's just an email. They don't post this on the site for whatever reason, but it, it's. It's. Uh, I have a link to it, and mm-hmm. so you'll be able to read it. Next is Sandy's tweets from Montreal. Sandy Roberts oh. is is awesome as usual. Can we just can we just take a
1: moment to uh, just acknowledge the fact that Sandy to me Sandy is the human, the actual IRL version of fucking Avicerala. She is my space queen. I love Sandy. Just fucking, oh my God, she's amazing. I love, I love the, the, just the sense of humor in the tweets. She took the shit out of her husband and the company. She made funny, like just,
4: yeah. I, I, I am here for Sandy. I'm madly in love with Sandy. Go ahead. So for the last couple of weeks, they've been in Montreal and Sandy's been posting (laughs) short videos or or um, screenshots, pictures Mm -hmm. of various stuff. So she did a bunch. She she like went on Twitter and said, hey, if you want questions answered about the team, give me the questions. And she asked them and they did video responses. She's been posting this for the last two weeks, and then the ones more recent are both in French and English. Mm-hmm. And she also posted stuff about derelicts, and they had a, a she took a couple of pictures of them, an MSR, in an early version of the derelict uh, models, mm-hmm. and stuff about the offices. And Todd Pappy answered questions, and it was very cool. <clears throat> so go through her Twitter, her Twitter channel, through the stream, and go watch the the segments. They're one- and two-minute videos. They're very cool. It answers a lot of stuff that uh, isn't normally covered on like inside star citizen and kudos to her for putting all this out and going through the effort of getting this information to the backers who have questions that normally aren't answered in a normal formal way and this touches
1: a little bit on our main discussion topic tonight that we're going to get to there while elite is just like they're literally they've got two guys from the community team quote unquote playing the game i guess you could say while they're ignoring 99 percent of everything in the chat <clears throat> sandy and jared both i i, I love them both a hundred percent because they will take out even rude comments from the chat and just put it to the devs and be like hey these guys want parachutes. These guys want other guns. These guys want this. These guys, you know, like Sandy asked Todd Pappy stuff and you could tell Todd was uncomfortable. He was like, yeah, I mean, we're going to work on that, but we can't do it right now or whatever. And like, <clears throat> uh, like they that's the difference. They just specifically asked what, if the community has a question, they don't go like, oh, we're not going to discuss that. They're like, hey, they're asking this. And they put it to the devs and it's like hey give them an answer even if it's an answer they don't like let's acknowledge this shit go ahead Chad
4: alright so yeah check out uh, Sandy's tweets they're very informative so next we have the 317 PTU so they have been running daily updates all week Um, it started out pretty messy it's gotten better I've been playing it Mm. Uh, you know, with your feeling, and they have a new streaming tech that they're testing out. Mm-hmm. They haven't specifically said what it was. It could be entity graphic, it could be something completely different. We have no idea. But it's something, they're, it's something new, and it's something that they've been pushing really hard and trying to get up and working during the entire PTU process. And I commend them for actually pushing so far. I think this is a piece of pyro that they're trying to get in sooner than mm-hmm. later. Mm. And. Um, So, that's very cool. So, they they just posted a PTU patch notes, uh, not more than like a few hours ago. Mm -hmm. And in it, there's a a nice little surprise. They've added six more vehicles to the PU in-game shops.
1: Basically, everything that should be added based on their sort of normal thing of if it's in this quarter's whatever, if it's in this quarter's buy it for your credit card. It'll be in next quarter's buy it for Alpha UEC. Everything is in there with the exception of the Ares. That's still not in there, and they'll get to it. But like, there's like, there's the hover quad. There's the, uh, the, the Spartan, and then there's like five. There's multiple ships in there, and it's it's they're just continuing to do what they what they say they're going to do, which is we put it in, you buy it for cash now, we put it in next quarter where you buy it for Alpha UEC.
4: Yep, so it's the Redeemer, the Spartan, the Raft, the Hover Quad, Cutlass Steel, and the 400i.
1: Yeah, Cutlass Steel is uh, the best combat ship in the game, and I will stick to that. And the reason why the Cutlass Steel is the best combat ship in the game is because if you fully crew it, there's no one left on the server to fight you. So, <laughs> so there's that um yeah yeah they also gave a little Pro- but they also gave a little uh buff to the the cutlass ships uh with regard to their their hull, 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 health. hull health yeah yeah so that's a that's a ni- nice little extra as a cutty fan
4: uh, the hall hey hall a and saber raven thruster capacitor balance and they slow down the hurricane's current movement speed oh. and there's a bunch of other stuff here too so mm-hmm. it is they're working super hard and uh, doing all kinds of uh, updates on a daily basis. So the Cutlass Steel is only $1.3 million. The 400i $6.3 million, Redeemer, $8.6 million. Spartan 225000 Actually, pretty cheap for that. It's like half the price of, of its cousin. The Wrath $1.8 million and the Hover Quad 88000
1: Wait, the Spartan is half the price of the Rover?
4: No, 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 no not the Rover. No, no it's the, the Ballista. Oh, okay, 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 okay. The Ballista is like half a million, and this I is 225,000, which is the same, built on the same frame. Yeah, yeah, I get you. So overall, the prices in-game are pretty pretty expensive mm. uh, for, <laughs> so, for some of the ships. So you'll really get those in 317, so start uh, your Quantanium mining or your bounty hunting uh, now.
5: Oh
1: yeah. oh, yeah.
5: Wait, they, they only keep it in one patch?
4: No, no, no. They're coming in starting then. Oh,
5: right, right, right. Okay, I thought they're like...
4: No. They're, su- again. they're supposed to release them into the... After one patch for paid people, then the next patch it's for everyone else in-game. Mm-hmm. And they've been yeah. kind of late on some of these, and so they're throwing them all in. Mm-hmm. The only one missing mm-hmm. is the Aries, yeah. so it'll probably be 3.18. Or it yeah. could be, t- or it could be we'll in the next PTU patch, for mm-hmm. all I know.
1: Okay okay so astro we're getting i think your wife singing which is lovely
4: all right go ahead everybody drink everybody drink that (laughs) seems like a good occasion Mm -hmm. yeah there we go um and then we have star citizen live yes yes so they had a star citizen live today and it was the actor feature team Mm -hmm. and they answered a whole bunch of really good interesting questions um, stuff like uh, holsters, yeah, we want to do them. Crossbow wear, we don't have the tech to, to have bolts stick into surfaces and people yet. Where's my parachutes? <laughs> parachutes, it's like parachutes, yes, they want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and about they talk about FPS scanning extensively and how it'll work. And uh, and they said, there may be rare high-tech lenses that might let you let you scan without a helmet. But the helmet is the primary mechanism. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, harvestables you can scan them with FPS scanning. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be so they're going to follow the
1: same FPS scanning, but more limited scope because it's you know,
4: you know, not not the full suite. Yeah, you're not not, not a ship, but. uh, Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I talked about the uh, restroom requirements. It'll be for hygiene purposes. I haven't figured out exactly. Mostly said they said mostly NPC reactions. So if yep. you're smelly and nasty, you're, uh, Mr. Hurston will have a nasty reaction to you.
1: So if you don't if you don't eat or drink, you will die. But if you don't, you know, poop or shower, you won't die. But it might be that when you go to town, they like give you the stink eye kind of thing. And it's like, okay, that's whatever that's for people who and and they didn't even really fully commit to that they said that with regard to the toilet side of it that's like yeah we'll get to that later i i I have a feeling they don't want people to focus too much on that and be like they don't want a, a a gamer you know an ign article about you know this guy didn't poop for a week and he died and lost all of his character stuff it's like they're 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 like well we'll get to that later
5: it, yeah. it, it begs the question like how how far in terms of of realism do you want to go i mean
1: hundred percent it is yeah
5: i mean it's, it's, there's also a point when it begins to become annoying like you know, for instance um if your character haven't slept for uh uh for for, for 12 hours or for 24 hours then then mm-hmm. he becomes less responsive but you get like input lag or stuff like that mm-hmm. and then you have to have your characters like lying down in the bed for eight hours and that Kind of gets to the point where like yeah but i i, I really just want to play games <laughs> yeah could we not could we not do real life similar so I, I can, i can see it and and i i'm, I'm a little i don't know about the the uh, um the survival mechanics i feel like they they are there because especially when we begin to get more systems they're really going to add something But it's also to a point where it shouldn't be so disruptive for the gameplay that it's something you constantly have to take into consideration.
4: Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah, I don't think they will go that far. They always say we'll do realism and dial it back until it's fun. They did. They did say they did not want to turn this into The Sims. Mm -hmm. So that's that's good. Mm -hmm. And restraints. Yeah, they they want to do restraints to restrain someone's (coughs) arms and legs for bounty hunting. Um, that's something they're going to be looking at and then more attachments for fps weapons including bipods Mm -hmm. are coming down the line and more barrel attachments and other things so
1: i thought it was i I thought it was hilarious where they were like yeah we were talking about restraints and people were like well once you have your handcuffs uh handcuffed behind your back you know it, it should be fine you don't need leg restraints or whatever and the, the, as they were talking about it, the one developer who's like, and then a guy on my team demonstrated, he's like, look, and he handcuffed his hands behind his back, and then he go, got up, stood up easily, and walked around. He's like, oh, I guess we need to work on that. And my comment is, where did that guy get handcuffs for in the middle of a Zoom call? But, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about that particular usage. That's going to be emergent gameplay. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, I'll tell you this. I pointed this out to Astro when we did the hot tub saying, stream. I was
5: about to say, I <laughs> want to you say go- yeah, he, he got them at the easy hab.
1: <laughs> yes. If you go to the easy habs, if you're like, for example, uh, Everest, uh, station above go at the easy hab, check out the front desk. It's like, they have shampoo, tooth toothbrushes, toilet paper. That's weird that they have that for sale, but okay, whatever. Uh, you know shampoo body wash shaving cream and then at the far right hand handcuffs you know for reasons it's a hotel whatever
4: don't kink shame go ahead chad all right yeah. um
5: and it's a single bed in each room <laughs> yes, it
4: is. bro let me
1: let me tell you something that's not gonna stop a marine
5: <laughs> <laughs> no fair enough
1: It's a bathroom in the middle of a Taco Bell. That's not going to stop a Marine. Let's go.
4: (laughs) Let's go. Go ahead, Chad. So default loadout editor. They have no plans for a loadout editor. Lockers are intended for that purpose. So you save a loadout in a locker to pull and store armor and so on. So at the lockers you see in ships, you can throw everything into a single locker. You can take the whole locker and say, equip everything in there. And then it goes on your character. So so it won't be like – A non-in-world thing. It'll be, you place stuff in this locker, and that's your quote-unquote loadout. So, for example,
1: I I think, for example, if you have a ship that has six lockers, right, and it's just you and, like, one other person, right, you might say, okay, those three lockers are mine, and this is my combat loadout, this is my adventuring, you know, whatever, exploration loadout, and this is my mining loadout. And, okay, I have three lockers. Wolf has three lockers. The two of us share the ship. That is our way to get around
4: that, I think. Yeah. So (laughs) I thought that was very cool. Um, The whole, it's but with the whole physicalized inventory, having loadouts that magically appear on you is kind of silly. And then eating a helmet without dropping or storing it, they're looking to clip the helmet on your hip. So that instead of throwing it in inventory or, or whatever, it would just be on you and it will look, especially if you're in the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they were talking about uh, T 2 and 0G push-pull <coughs> decouple, hmm. how that will work. Um, they're going to do with a hybrid couple decoupled for EVAing. So if you're going, if you push in one direction, you'll stay that direction. But if you go into another direction, it'll... Move you in that direction without keeping without the vectoring of your current vector. It's it makes it easier. They do not like how it felt when they were just doing pure decoupled. Mm. When you're evaing, and they will be able to grab things and pull yourself along. And it's coming along. There is no release really date for it, but you know it. It's definitely will be. It will be cool when it comes <coughs> it comes in. I want to take a then, second
1: real quick before we jump to anything else uh, while we're on the subject of this stream. This was another one of the impetus. This Sandy's tweet and this stream was the main impetus for <clears throat> the discussion topic that we're going to have tonight. Again, in this stream, people were live writing questions in the chat. Some of them were even worded a little rudely. and Jared just picked it up and said, yeah, why the hell don't we have parachutes? Hey, why don't we have this other thing? Oh, you're working on that stuff for for Squadron 42 instead of Star Citizen. Doesn't that make people, whatever, from the Star Citizen side feel a little whatever? And the guy was like, well, yes, we're working on Squadron 42 first, but this stuff is being implemented in Star Citizen. The point that I'm making is they weren't ducking, like, in Elite streams, they duck everything. In this, they ducked nothing they were taking hard questions even not nicely asked asking them word for word and letting the people letting the devs give you answers of why you can't have this yet but you will get it later or you won't get it later and why you won't get it later go ahead chad
4: yeah okay so they specifically to what you just said updates on non-lethal weapons they said they have one in the pipeline, no specific date, but they're working on stuff for Squadron Forty Two, and for the PU. Some are not PU appropriate, but they will be doing them if they are. They'll be ported over to to the Persistent Universe mm-hmm. uh, when they're when it's ready. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Um, and then the medical gameplay. They are uh, they are not happy with the feature or medical gameplay in general. The majority of medical gameplay is not yet in the game, so the ecosystem is incomplete. They have removed a lot of the insta-deaths, but we're doing more. They want to do a lot more to like add more drugs, like sedatives or performance-enhancing drugs. Oh, that's going to be cool. What happens when you come down on those? <clears throat> and then uh, they want to add more armor, like uh, Battle Medic for light and heavy support, where the armor enhances the support roles. Uh, it's not just you know light, medium, and heavy anymore. It's getting more specialized things. So if you want to be a medic and you want a certain type of armor that enhances that abilities, so you'll be able to do that. Right on. So I thought that was very cool. Very talking cool. Talking about salvage. Uh, when you repair your ship, it won't put the paint back on, so it'll look like battle scars. There was
1: another uh, interesting thing where they were talking about, they were saying like, hey man, I fight you, right? You kill me. Then theoretically... Uh, you EVA to my ship and like strip bits out and then repair your ship. And I know Nubifier in particular sort of kind of took exception to that. He was like, well, that seems dumb. You're, the idea at that point is you're leaving the safety of your ship to EVA to the other ship and you're going to then haul strip whatever. Like at that point, your ship is in danger and you're at whatever. And I agree. If you're talking about one-on-one, I absolutely agree. But I think the point is what you're talking about. There is more uh, situations like in the expanse, where <clears throat> there would be situations where they would leave Alex on the ship, commanding the ship, and they would send over out of their five-person crew. They'd have like three people stay on the ship and three people EVA to the other ship to salvage materials. And I think if you're in a one-on-one situation, if I'm in a you know uh, uh <clears throat> gladius by myself. And you're in a whatever, I, I kill you. I'm not going to go over to your ship to try to strip materials. But if I'm in a carrick and you're in a whatever, and I'm in the carrick and it's, you know, me, Chad, Wolf, down to earth and tweaked, I might be like, tweaked and Astro and Wolf, go strip that ship. Chad and I are going to stay back here and cover you. And I think that's mm. a very reasonable and in depth and immersive and way more. Again, this is a situation of this is not a game that's just meant to be a one-on-one. This is not... There's a lot of games out there that call themselves MMO, and they're really a single game 90% of the time and a a co-op situation the other 10% of the times. But fuck off, it's not a real MMO. Star Citizen is making a real MMO.
4: Yes. So, and... um, Let's see... Are you be able? To, you will be able to salvage enemy ships. They're going to be doing persistent streaming, uh, that will help with keeping them in the universe instead of them vanishing like they do currently. Yep. And then the inventory. How happy are you with it? Uh, they are happy, but not satisfied. They're adding a bunch of quality of life things in three seventeen. And the file design, of course, is everything is physicalized, like the lockers I mentioned earlier. And they're going to do stuff like move all items, or quick move, or stacking, uh, which they have, which they are working on, but they haven't given release date yet. But it, it is coming. Mm-hmm. So that was the the hour long discussion. It was a lot of good questions. I didn't cover everything. If you want, go watch it. It's very cool to see them just answering questions truthfully and without ducking it. Um, It was great. So overall, very happy about the progress that the game is continuing to go on.
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What else we got? What's
4: next? I think that's really it. Beautiful.
1: Um, Let's go around then and take a moment to go around from the crew and get everybody's thoughts on the different things we've talked about in Star Citizen. I mean, I've been chiming in as we went along, but everybody else was way too polite. So let's start uh why don't we start with astro your thoughts on a lot of the stuff and that everybody just sort of chime in organically as we go
5: yeah i mean there's a lot of this I mean, yeah we've been through a lot of it um that i'm looking forward to for for 317. Mm. um i think mostly the mining devices i had a chance to look at them in mm. the ptu and obviously bit being ptu i think often when, when stuff hits the ptu that they have kind of dialed in like the balancing of it Mm-hmm. And there's more functionality they're testing at that point.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
5: Um, and out of the four different mining devices that I was able to locate, one of them looked like a potential um, interesting one for for Continuum mining. But the three others, but a little meh, at least for Continuum. Um, so for those who haven't haven't like. Looked at the mining devices. The way they work is, you you like go out and you physically slam it onto a rock, and then you uh, adjust it to uh, to fit the rock that you uh, you're trying to mine, and then it will give you both some bonuses, but also some um, disadvantages. Right. And in most of the cases, like the three of the cases, one of the disadvantages will either be increased instability. Or reduction in the optimal yep. window when yeah. you're mining. Yeah. And those are both stats you do not want on your continuum mining. Mm. Um, but I think the last one, and now I can't remember the stats on it, but I think the last one was something like reduce resistance mm-hmm. so that you can mine bigger rocks mm-hmm. uh, for the cost of, was it faster overcharge rate or something? Mm. So, so. So you can mine bigger rocks, but you also have the—if you mess up, this thing is gonna blow up in your face real quick.
1: But if you don't mess up, there's no downside.
5: No, then if they don't mess up, then there's only bonuses, and right. then there's a payday. Right. So it's 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 a risk reward thing, right? Right.
6: You,
5: you allow you to, to mine bigger rocks, so you can get more more space cheddar, but you may blow yourself up in
1: the process. Right. Right. Absolutely. And and I think with the, so I. I the thing that I like about that is again, it's getting more in depth in the loop. It's basically it it reminds me of the expanse where in the very starting scene, like they're out there mining <clears throat> ice off of the rocks so that they can get water so they can take it back to different stations to make water drinkable water and breathable air and they have to go out and basically put charges on these big rocks, break them into bits, and then like hoover them up and it's 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 a it's like. Yeah, it's it's neat. Yes, of course you want to be able to mine stuff <clears throat> just with your ship too. But when you come across a sh- one that's just a little too much for you to get, having the ability—you know, obviously you can come in, get another friend to come in, whatever—but having the ability mm-hmm. to on your own, you, you, there's, it's a trade-off. So you're wasting some time as compared to if you had the ability to just do it in the ship it's obviously way slower to get out of your ship go over set charges come back to your ship and start mining but it's just more freedom it's more options and you know is the time worth it well that's your call like it depends on a lot of different factors that you know maybe it's not worth it if you got somebody that's close by maybe it's better to call them in but maybe you don't have somebody and just the freedom to make choices. Whenever you take something like that and you put the power in the player's hands to decide how they want to handle things, I think that's a good thing. Absolutely.
5: <laughs> but there's another thing to consider, and that is they are not necessarily... I mean, they are. They have a price tag that you need to consider. Mm-hmm. They cost like $20,000 for, for the one that's interesting.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: And while there's not a whole lot of credits, when you're looking at a rock where you may be potentially getting let's say, anywhere between 200 and 300,000 credits in Quantinium out of it, that is still eating up to up to 10% of your profit. So I, you don't want to just use these. And, and I know before people post in chat that, that potentially you can recover the mining devices after you use them. They're not one-use items. They are reusable items. Mm-hmm. But I believe there's also a chance that they are going to get destroyed.
1: And, so, there's a, and there's a chance that while you're... Out there, leaving your ship twice—once to place it, once to retrieve it—that you get attacked and you're screwed. There's lots of things there that you have to factor in and decide if you want to do it.
5: Yeah, exactly. And then you're probably gonna—I mean, if you get attacked and you have a mining device on it, I think most people would abandon it and say, "Yeah, that's a twenty thousand UEC loss." But yeah, Mm hundred percent. It it makes it makes mining a lot more like we both have the passive modules, the active modules, and mining devices and different lasers and
1: yeah, yeah. It's like anything else. When you're adding more layers of complexity, there's more pluses you can gain. There's more costs uh, and minuses that are whatever. It's and, it, and it's it's just up to you. You decide. Does the math work out in your favor? You want to do this? You don't want to do this? Do, you know, you decide. That's and that's mm. great. What else do you think, Astro? What did you have? Anything else that you wanted to go before we get anybody else?
5: Um, no, just if people haven't watched the rivers of microtech, go.
1: Like it's it, it's a good afternoon there Trust was a me. guy i can't remember his name but there was this dude he posted a really good video i saw this week that gave you detailed instructions <laughs> on how to get to that river uh yes. i forgot I who it was. oh it was you that's right <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 good stuff yeah
5: i but, have i have like a, a three minute video or something like really short That just go here do that there you go river Hell yeah um, have have fun Oh, yeah,
1: and he closes and, and the video with uh, what not to do. Don't land in the river. <laughs>
5: um, without spoiling anything, in case people haven't watched it. Mm. Um, there is a very, there's a warning at the end of things that you should not do in the river.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, because bad things happen, mm. and then, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Although, as again, we talked about player freedom, and you decide what's best for you. Maybe you want a shortcut back to the nearest hospital, whatever. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no if
5: judgment. you haven't seen if you haven't seen the hospital, then that's a good good opportunity to do so. <laughs> well, problem is, if you want to see the hospital, it often means that you are actually survive.
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Tweaked. Wolf, hop in on this. What do you guys think about the Star Citizen chat
2: for for this week? New ships added. Yeah. New. Stand- I, I go ahead. I, I I can't wait for 3.17 to come into the live P U. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm not in the P T U myself, mm. but but i have i've already said i'm looking forward to the looting being mm-hmm. able to sell i think that's a game changer mm-hmm. the the improved medical is a game changer mm-hmm. the improved fps is going to be interesting to check out and then today i see new derelict ships and all that kind of i mean how much better th- just I, I feel like it was a month ago we were hearing that this patch was going to be too light and they were taking things out of it and what is cig <coughs> doing and and here we are where they're sneaking surprise things into it while it's in the PTU mm. as we speak. It's amazing to me So, how, just, how they're doing this. But. So
1: also just to compare it, uh, it was 2017 in Elite where they added the last two ships that you can buy for credits without, you know, you don't have to pay any real money. It's just credits only in-game. They added the Mamba Lots and the Crate credits. Mark II. <laughs> So you can get those two ships for only in-game credits, the Mamba and the Crate Mark II. And that was in 2017. Today, today, CIG announced that there's five new ships you can get in the game coming this month. Five. No cash. In-game credits. Five. Five in a month versus two in five years. Which one's better? You decide i'm not telling you what to think wolf what you got
3: i mean i'm always a fan of space game getting more spaceships so that we can go do maybe it's more the same thing maybe 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 they're very similar and they own have their own very little niche things that you do it's just you know it tweaks this one little thing i don't i don't care i want I want the player agency to pick whatever the hell they want to go do and the thing to go do it in and have fun. And the stuff that they've been adding into this patch, uh, well, to this PTU build, which is going to make the PU build, it's it's answering that that lingering thing that I've had in the back of my head for a while of, I want more things to go do so that I don't just hit it really hard, see everything and then now I've got to wait like I want to be able to take some time and discover all the different things you can do and it's starting to sound like things just getting a little more fleshed out a little more smooth around the edges and that's starting to interest me a lot more to take a, a good hard look at Star Citizen
1: I've never bought um, that 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 statement of like well, those, they're ships, they're, they're spaceships, but they're all like similar. What's the point of more spaceships if you already have kind of spaceships that do what that spaceships do? Dude, I literally just Googled top 10 pickup trucks in America in 2022. The GMC mm-hmm. Sierra Denali Ultimate, the Ford Maverick, the Ford F-150, the Toyota Tundra, the Hyundai Santa Cruz, the GMC the Chevrolet Silverado ZR2. I couldn't tell you a fucking difference between them. They're pickup trucks, but the idea is to give you different flavors so people pick the pickup truck that they want. If you're playing a space game, you might want to add spaceships cuz people who like fucking spaceship games sometimes like spaceships. Uh yeah.
5: And there will always there will always be a a niche. I mean, we, have, we have a similar discussion when the uh, when the Crate Mark II came out for uh, for Elite, because the Crate Mark II is for in almost all intents and purposes a Python. Yeah, <laughs> those two yep. ships were.
1: But it has part. a gimmick. It has the ship thing. Exactly. It
5: it has <clears throat> it has a slightly better combat performance than the Python, but it loses a bit of cargo in uh, in, in its internal compartments. That's the only difference.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: Other faster. than that, they are they they are yeah it's it, yeah that's part of the combat. It's a little faster. It's they are
3: marginally up. different, but yes. what they
1: do is let you pick which one you <coughs> want to go do
3: the same damn thing.
1: Yeah, but so and, so you take a ship, you take A, and you say that's a good ship. Let's do this ship, but with a gimmick, a little hook, a little something, a little. It's got we're going to take this pizza and we're going to add pepperoni, And this pizza. Exact same thing as that pizza, but instead of pepperoni it's got sausage and onions. Like whatever.
5: Yeah. my, my point here is if 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 you only had let's say, the Python in in, in that area of, of spaceships, mm-hmm. then you would say, oh, so the Python is a good medium-sized mining ship. So you take a Python out, you go mine it, and then you say, oh, but it's also a good medium-sized combat <laughs> ship. So then you take another Python out, but this one is fitted for combat. And you end up just flying Pythons all the time. Mm-hmm. Or Anacondas is often the, 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 the ship. Where people I do
2: own three Pythons. so yes. <laughs> Yeah, of course. But but But, have, but in a spaceship
1: have... game, do you want spaceships? Less yeah, spaceships. That's, that's right.
5: When you have when you have ships, even though they might be very close, very close to each other, by having these small nuances in them, just the fact that you will choose another ship for for for, for um, just makes it a little bit more interesting to fly. So you're not just flying around the same ship day out and day in.
1: Bro, I was lazy. When I played Elite, I was lazy as fuck with ship loadouts. I had like five Pythons. I had a mining Python. I had a hauling (laughs) Python. I had a combat Python. I had a mission-running Python. I had a mission-running Python with SRV. Like, I was lazy. Like, it's the exact same ship, but you could just make it a little different with modules. Yeah, Add more ships.
2: You, you're not doing it right in Elite if you're not min-maxing everything, mm-hmm. really. You're not super efficient if you're not doing that. And the Python simply, you can build a great medium mining ship, which allows you to sell at the medium pads. You can build a great passenger ship with limited, decent jump range to run your passengers locally around. And you can build it up strong enough to be a good combat cargo ship, so you can defend yourself if you get pirated. It's mm-hmm. but but, to your point, if they made three other ships that were slightly better at one thing than another, people would buy those instead. If there was a dedicated ship that was spectacular for passengers that it could be a medium ship, you know, people would have bought that for that. But so now everybody
1: in the chat gets to see my pain. We do a elite dangerous section. No one's got anything to say. We do a star citizen <laughs> section, and people shit on elite dangerous. This is what no, I deal with.
5: <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so don't don't take this as as necessarily shitting on elite. Okay, what I was what I was saying was just that I think it was it was a good call by Frontier to make that ship, even though it may be almost a carbon copy of an existing mm. ship, that they it still have a. Um, it has a place in the game, mm. so so there's really very little reason to not just like yeah add more toys to the game because people like having more stuff and things to play with.
1: Yep. Um, es- especially in a spaceship game. When they add, when they do a brand new race car game, what do they do? Add more race cars, add more tracks. Like it's not rocket science. I mean, it's computer rocket science, but it's not rocket science. You want more. Th- you oh, want your I mean, spaceship game to be good? Add more spaceships and things to do with spaceships.
2: They did that with roller coasters, right? They made another roller coaster <laughs> game and they added more roller coasters. No, Why but once you have a... Say,
1: here's the thing. Out. They never added more roller coasters. There's only one roller coaster in all of Roller Coaster Tycoon. Because once you have a roller coaster, what's the point? All roller coasters are essentially the same thing. It's <laughs> just a little trolley on a track. Right? right? No. Maybe just me? All right. Never mind. What what else you got for Star Citizen? Tweet, Wolf? Astro?
2: Bueller? I think I'm good. I I just can't (laughs) wait. I'm patiently awaiting. I've been playing... Not a lot this week. I haven't had a chance to, but I still am playing Star Citizen nonstop. I just, even if I just get on, run a couple of bounties in the air, you know, in, in my mm-hmm. ship, and then yeah. go down and do a butt bounty in a bunker mission or something, it's just, it's an exhilarating space adventure every time I turn it on. So now, I'm excited to see how it changes.
1: Admittedly, I'm three beers and a lot of whiskey in, but did he just say I'd do a butt bounty? <laughs> bunker. Bounty. <laughs> uh, oh okay all right fair enough fair enough all right but, so,
5: okay, so one, go ahead one, one one thing i've noticed with this round of of ptu is because of the uh, because of the, the like the, the issues that I had here at the beginning because what often happens at least for me when when the ptu hits is i'll stop mining on the on the main server because when the Server initially hits everything you have sitting in your refinery. Gut is gone. So if mm-hmm. you don't manage to sell it, it's like having outstanding missions in Elite. Whenever they do an update, all those mm-hmm. missions are gone. Same thing happens in Star Citizen, and and so all those all the stuff you've been mining if they're sitting in the refinery it disappears. So and they don't give us a lot of warning when the patches go live. Mm-hmm. So whenever a P2 hits, I would often hold back on the mining until right after a right after a <laughs> patch. But when then the P2 was unstable, <laughs> then you can't go and and play on the p either it was like oh well yeah i'll do something else tonight
1: yep i have seen some in the chat making comments and i've noticed it myself in the ptu the need for food and water is dialed up a lot maybe a little more than where they're gonna want it to so you have to keep in mind it was dialed super super down and then they're like, oh, yeah, shit, it's not enough. It was, it it's was not way enough. too slow before. It's, it's not enough. People can literally play for weeks without eating or drinking anything because they play for four hours, and in that four hours, they don't need to eat or drink, and then they log out and log back in. So they turned it probably a little more up they than they, a, they wanted to be.
5: Up. They made a bliss out of it.
1: But, like, but here's the thing, though. Yeah, it's a PTU. And even maybe when it hits live – It might be, I think you're going to see from when it goes to PTU to when it goes live, you're going to see that dialed down a little bit. When it goes live, they might say, oh, this is good. Or they might say, oh, it's still a little much. Let's dial it down a little more. All of this stuff, eating and drinking, uh, eventually when they get to it, showering, um, uh, uh, you know, fucking bleeding, how much you bleed. Oh, you bleed way too much. Oh, shit. Like all of this stuff is it's that's the point of the game being an alpha it it gets tweaked a lot here and there uh, turn it up turn it down uh, okay we got it just right so like i don't
3: i don't think it's just that i, I think the the thing to remember here is that the the ptus they're very short term so when we get something new on a short-term dev test schedule mm. The thing that you're concerned about is, is is does the feature work? Does it do the thing that it needs to do? Now, as far as tuning and tweaking and making sure that it, it's doing doing the thing right versus just doing the right thing, that's a much more longer term type of test, and that kind of data will come out of the PU. So I fully expect them to do some things with, all right, let's see what this does in the PTU, you know, very like a couple of days of this, okay, now let's switch it around a couple of days of this, okay, and then take an educated guess, push it out there for the much longer term, mm-hmm. and then look at it again as things start shaking out to see, you know, what, what do we need to do to smooth it? How did, how did these other competing factors interact with each other over time? Was it too much? Was it too little? Was it just right? You know, that's... It, it, it's the timing of things that I think that has to be
1: taken into account. I think that's absolutely also 100% true, and that's a thing that also has to be taken into account. All right. Who has anything else on Star Citizen before we close it out and move to the next section, which is going to be Kerbal Space Program 2? We have a special treat for you. I
5: have one Go very for quick it. thing. Go for Did it. Did you guys – I learned something before <laughs> by, by, from the fact that they turned uh, the, the – the, ranking uh requirements up so high
7: hmm.
5: um because i uh i my character died of uh, of thirst inside the city yep and when you die inside the city apparently there will be like you will be automatically brought to the hospital uh, in 30 seconds
2: yeah 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 they said the lore for that is that somebody sees you the like police. pass out or something and yeah they call yeah yeah local security sense, right?
5: if you, if you die, if you die, if you die inside of a city, you just collapse on the street. Somebody's mm-hmm. gonna call an ambulance to say, "This guy probably needs to go to the
1: hospital." That makes sense. <clears throat> can I, can I a- add one thing that from this whole, you know, turning the food and 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 drink necessity up, there needs to be. I know I found it one place because I found it one time on one PU or one whatever one of my loops of playing this game. I found a place where they literally sold like. Uh, 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 nutrition bars and bottles of water in the store. You could buy it in the store, not buy it. Cause so the way that in all of the vendor kiosks where it's like you know, hey, Dave's burrito stand or whatever, it's like mm-hmm. it's like buy. It's click.
2: It's just quick buy is the only option. But I yeah. can't. I can't remember where. Be- I think
1: it was Hurston. I think it was Hurston had. You can
2: you can buy water and I believe nutrition bars at Cubby Blast and uh, Area Eighteen. Yeah, that's what it changed. is. Weapons in armor store. That's they
5: what it is. They've changed that. They've changed that. Mm-hmm. You can when you go up and you and you interact with a with a bottle on a that you can buy in, in a store. Yeah. you Now have the option to either either quick buy or you can go to more info. If you go to more info, you can bulk buy.
1: I looked for that in more info and I didn't see it. Maybe I'm just an idiot. I because oh. it quick buy and it had more info and more info told you like about it, but it didn't it's give me a bulk buy option that I saw. I'm pretty
5: sure that it, that has a bolt-by option in 317. Mm,
1: Cubby Blast in Area 18, though. That's a that's my shout-out for real because there needs to be – what I want to do is, okay, uh, there's a wipe. You restart. Okay, I want to go to Cubby Blast. I want to click and say, give me 100 nutrition bars and 400 bottles of water, and I'm out. I don't have to think about this shit no more. Cabela- Cabela's? No, Casaba. I'm like, I'm reading from chat. I'm like, Cabela's? That's the hunting store where I live, but no. Okay, Casaba sells them. All right. Because I want to just buy it in bulk and be done. Anybody else got anything Star Citizen before we jump into this very cool section on Kerbal Space Program 2 that's coming? You guys need to know about this. This is a game that every fucking Mm -hmm. one of you needs to buy and get in on because this shit is legit. Hearing nothing about Star Citizen... Here we go. We're going to start this section off with a video. This video is like 14 minutes long. But trust me, it is worth your time. We're going to play this video. This is the official video from the company that does Kerbal Space Program with an in-depth look at the new Kerbal Space Program 2 that has interstellar travel in real time. It doesn't do a thing where it's like hyper jump to the next star. You fly for years to the next star, but the way they do it is once you dial in all of your shit, you then, like, there's a a thing where you can fast forward through time. You can speed up time, but it's fucking amazing, so check this out. Link is in the chat, as well as, I'm going to put a link to the chat, as well as a link to the opening song, which I forgot to put at the beginning, so here it is for you.
2: I remember plugging
0: in our first engine, the crucible, the one of a, one of the first like interstellar engines that we like rated engines that we put uh in the game and it didn't fit in the VAB as one part. <laughs> and that's just the engine.
8: This is the only game where you travel continuously from multi-light year stars all the way down to the surface of an orbital body with submillimeter precision. This scale is so phenomenally different than any other game out there. Everything in this game
6: is way, way bigger. Not just a little bit bigger, not two times bigger, The human mind is not designed to even comprehend the distances we're talking about here.
7: Interplanetary travel is like sitting on the Earth and trying to aim a bow and arrow and hit the moon. Interstellar travel is like trying to hit a grape on the surface of the moon.
6: Very early in the development of KSP-2, we understood that we wanted to have interstellar travel. You look at a map of the local area of the galaxy, and you see, like in the real world, closest star is about four light years away. You have no idea how far a light year actually is. This is one of the profound lessons that this game is going to teach to you. Once you have braved all of
0: the challenges of the kerbolar system, you will now be able to build a sort of arc and carry it, to an entirely new star, build a fresh, new KSC, and you will have an entire new set of planets to play with. We have a little more liberty as we get away from the Kerboler system to get a little more weird with it. And we are providing a window into how do those worlds look. The things I've seen in some of these uh, show-and-tell meetings that the environment team is cooking up, its It blew my mind when I saw it. Just being able to look out over a horizon that was completely alien to me, that was something outside of my experience, and yet when I looked at it, I could say, that looks like a real place. It was eye-opening.
7: You're going to be sitting on the surface of a planet, and you're going to see a little speck of light off in the distance that's only going to be like a pixel. But that's a star, and that's something you can actually go and visit in the game. And it's going to be fully simulated from point A to point B, from departure to touchdown at at your destination. That's, I don't think, ever been done before in any game.
6: Paul Gilster wrote a book called Centauri Dreams. And it is a survey book of every idea anyone ever had as far as getting to another star. I was a little nervous to talk to him the first time that we spoke. Are you aware of Kerbal Space Program? Have you heard it talked about before? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know all about what you guys are involved with and I love it. I just think it's terrific. Um, So I'm very familiar with Kerbal. Your name was the first thing that popped into my head when we were asking around, like, who should we talk to about this? So I really appreciate having written that.
0: Well, I appreciate those kind words and I'm I'm glad to help in any way I can, Sure. sure.
6: Uh, so, I wanted to ask you a, a few sort of general questions, sort of, I, your book and to some extent your blog uh, are, are kind of um, my most recent exposure to current thinking on the subject, on the sort of state of the art of this question. Right. Um, but the first question I wanted to ask you, when people ask you, why should we do this, what is your answer?
8: I get to that a lot. You know, we're not
6: talking about taking arcs full of uh, a million people uh, to another star. Uh, There's no reason. Uh, Really, I think that it's just going to
0: happen because explorers are going to want to go. It's in our DNA at some level
6: that some of us will do it.
9: It's really hard for us on Earth to grasp what the distance between stars is like and what that environment is like. There's no light. There's no oxygen. People often compare it to maybe sailing across the Pacific Ocean in a sailing ship, but it's far worse than that. It's far longer, it's far more inhospitable. And if you're ever gonna try to cross that, we're gonna need to marshal our entire civilization's resources. There's gonna be so much international cooperation, cutting edge technology development, cutting edge engineering, Everything that we use to go on that mission will need to be developed, well, not from scratch, but as a very significant delta to our current technologies. And that's really exciting and has the potential to impact so many areas of humanity. And that is, that's cool. It is incredibly impractical for
0: us to directly go visit another star system just because of the sheer amount of time it takes even light to get there. There are definitely solutions that involve generational ships or you know, very efficient fuel sources over long periods of time, but this is a leap. This is a different setup.
6: To me, the most uh, compelling reason to, to make KSP-2 interstellar was to create uh, unknown regions for exploration. The Kerbohler system is a known quantity. We can't think of anything more exciting than the unknown. And we think discovery as an impetus for flight um, is maybe the strongest possible driving force. You are traveling through deep space
0: where you are just going. It goes for like days, weeks, potentially months. And you've got a little, Without a whiteboard, it's going to be a little confusing to explain. Fun fact, I originally, when I was a child, wanted to be an architect. And then I learned you had to know how to draw to be an architect. So I decided I didn't want to be an architect. I'm gonna go into game design. Now look at me. The distance between your target and you is so absurdly huge compared to those intercept burns you are basically trying to thread a needle from 10,000 kilometers.
9: I hope that when players are traveling these interstellar distances, they really uh, get a sense for that vastness of space. I want them to feel cold and alone. <laughs>
6: There has been a need to overhaul the maneuvering system so that we can depict the behavior of vehicles that are burning for long periods of time. You're tiptoeing into something called the trajectories. They kind of look like unfurling spirals. You can see this is where your vehicle will be over the course of a given burn, and then it will coast. You also need to be able to plan a deceleration burn at the other end so that ultimately you can intercept a star. We also have what is called torch ship engines which are not necessarily optimized for interstellar travel, but are very, very good for getting to another place inside a solar system very, very quickly. It's often less efficient, but it is really cool. Uh, so, so this new uh, maneuvering system kind of serves both purposes. Dr. Michael Dodd uh, has spent a lot of time thinking about how to visually represent those kinds of trajectories and also how to get them on rails so that you can time warp One of the major challenges of playing KSP-1, you'd start a burn and then you could like go eat a meal and then come back and you'd still be doing the burn. In KSP-2, because it's so important to be able to burn for very long periods of time, we had to completely overhaul the system so that you can time warp while burning. So that's all work that Dr. Dodd was, was critical to.
7: The level of precision required is astronomically larger. It's so much harder to plan a trajectory that's gonna intercept another star than it is to, say, intercept the moon. We're working on completely redesigning the UI and UX system to make this experience, like, seamless for the player and also kind of intuitive.
9: If you successfully navigate launching a rocket into space for the first time, traveling to the moon for the first time, Interstellar is not gonna be that much more complicated. It's just a, a moon, but it's really, really far away.
6: There's a kind of vehicle you can build in KSP-1, and it's called a Grand Tour vehicle. You try to make a vehicle that that can visit every destination in the Kerbola system. You can now make proper Grand Tour Plus vehicles, functionally motherships, massive interstellar vehicles that are then appointed with a bunch of other smaller vehicles the purpose of which is to conduct excursions when you arrive at the target star system. A huge, long truss, gigantic inertial confinement fusion engine, and then winged vehicles for exploring planets with atmospheres.
0: We want your vessels to perform roughly how you would expect, based on on your experience with KSP1, but under the hood we are making numerous improvements to that experience to make it more performant, more robust and allow for the scale and scope of vessels that like that we have here and and allow them to be built without the kraken getting you. We're killing the kraken. That is a hell of a claim to make. But you can edit it out. Our ultimate goal is to slay the kraken. But on top of that, you're going to want to pack some stuff, more than just like your average science module or some snacks. You are building ships that are ferrying an entire colony from uh, the Kerbin system to stars beyond. Are you good to put that there? Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. You know what, it's actually fine right there. If you (laughs) better over here. See what I have to work with here? Are we good? Yeah, you're good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Again, you see what I have to work with.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Nate. What's it like working with
0: that guy? He's a character. (laughs) No, he's a, he's He's very passionate about, about this project and and it's something I, I deeply respect. When we got the opportunity to work on this, Nate specifically stepped up and says, uh, I've put a couple thousand hours into this game. This game is my life and this will be, <laughs> this will be my opus. And I believed him. A lot of people play this game because they want to be able to experience a a physics simulation and make mistakes and without repercussion. And Kerbal not only encourages that, but makes it viable by having these worlds that are interesting to explore and it's forgiving, but it's also a really challenging game. And getting the physics right is an extremely difficult technical problem. I'm also really excited for players to uh, hit their first moment as they kind of bump up against the far reaches of the Kerbaler system and they have a vessel that is ready to reach the nearest star and they zoom out and they reach beyond those borders and they see, oh, I've been here for this long and so much of my journey and so much of my story has been here and now it's out here. we can't take everyone up in space and just like make them look out the window but we can give them a simulation of that. and my hope is that if we do that enough with enough people that that can change the course of things
8: there's this great photo of Michael Collins orbiting on the command module on Apollo just after the undocking of Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. Earth is in the background. There's this comment that everyone who has ever lived or ever died, with the exception of Michael Collins, is in this photo. If people get into orbit, get to a faraway planet in our game and are able to think about the scope and scale and say, man, there's bigger problems that we should be solving. As silly as they may be, perhaps like the Kerbals sometimes. But if we could come together and solve some of those big problems and have a really big vision and achieve it, I think that's something we could all stand to take away from it.
1: All right, so I'm going to frame this conversation to start off by saying I want to set some expectations. Um, Kerbal Space Program, if you want to play Wing Commander, if you want to shoot an alien with a missile and watch it explode, this is not for you. If you want to go and trade with multiple stations across multiple whatever, this game is not for you specifically. If you want to be in NASA... And fly to a star in a different gal you know, different solar system. If you want to uh, sort of achieve actual escape velocity and get a rocket off of the gravity of your home planet and then go through re-entry where you have to get the angle right because if you're too deep. If you're if you're if you're too steep in your entry uh, angle, you will break like a bullet hitting a, a a brick wall, or if you're too shallow, you'll 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 literally bounce off of the atmosphere and go flying out into space to your death. If you want to like be actually sort of you know if you want to jump through a wormhole and fly to a different galaxy, this game isn't for you. If you want to play a game where you're literally like okay, I'm going to aim this out. All right, this is going to be a 3 year trip and now I'm going to just turn up the 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 time uh like dilation and then fast forward through time and then like ha- like you know months before I hit the final objective, I'm going to flip the rocket around do a flipping bird maneuver like in the expanse and and literally get myself in position to do whatever this game is it it's a different thing man it's a different it's a different thing and i want to take advantage of the opportunity that we have with down to earth astronomy here because i know he has played a shit ton of kerbal space program one let's Take advantage of that opportunity of having him here, and start this conversation about the stuff you did in KSP one and the stuff that you are interested in doing in KSP two. Now that you've seen all of this stuff with interstellar travel,
5: so one of the first things I was I was sitting when I was sitting here watching uh, watching the video was that like obviously what they what they try to what they're intending it to do is Mm. for it to be a manned mission between stars. Mm. But the first thing I thought it was I had to say, I want to send out a remote mission, right? Mm. Um, Because that was one of the things like, so KSP1 was one of those games that were very, very, um, how do you say like It had a very, really big modding community and people Mm. added all kinds of functionality to it. (laughs) And some of the things that I really liked, the mods that I like personally the most, mm. were some of the mods that allowed you to have more realistic communication. So that means if you send a probe out to another planet, there might be a, a 10, 20 minute communication delay. So if it is a remote probe and you haven't, a, you can't just sit down with a joystick and, and fly it or drive mm. it around. Mm. You have to plan that ahead and then it takes 20 minutes for that um yeah. command to, to arrive to the probe and before you do anything you can have the same issue with um um with interstellar travel mm-hmm. where like but but here we're just talking that it will take years, years. for to arrive.
1: so just for people who like because the human brain as they said in this video it's not built to comprehend this literally one au one astronomical unit which if you're not aware means the distance roughly between the earth and our star the sun Sol, is eight minutes so literally if something catastrophic happened this exact second where our sun just ceased to be don't worry it won't happen but if it did we wouldn't even notice for eight minutes for eight more minutes we Here's would a... literally have the sun still showing up in our sky, even though it was already dead, we wouldn't notice for that eight minutes.
5: Here's actually something something fun. If because everybody think can can get the, the okay, so light travels at a at a finite speed, and that means if the sun just disappeared, you know, like that out of it was disappeared into thin air, mm. then you wouldn't you would still see light for eight minutes. Yes. But it's not just light, it's all kind it's all information. And that includes gravity, too. And that yes. means if our, if our sun disappeared like that, we would keep orbiting it for eight,
1: for eight minutes. minutes. Yes. Um, and that was an interesting thing that literally Einstein came across with when he was talking about how gravity is both a force and a field and neither at the same time, in a way. It's like i i don't know this that you need smarter people for this shit. you have a degree in this shit. i don't so yeah go ahead go ahead <laughs>
5: but now f- to, to to bring it back to kerbal um i i like the focus on uh, on interstellar travel i hope that it doesn't mean that they are skimming on the stuff you can do in the syst- like in the in the kerbal system itself because some of the um some of the more enjoyable things, at least that I liked, was to sit and build small um, like satellite networks where you have to make sure if you want to send a, 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 like a rover up to the moon that it's not a mad mission, you have to make sure you always had satellite coverage, both on the moon side and if it was on the back side, you should be able to bounce a signal around the moon and bounce it to, um, over to, uh, uh, to to the main planet so you could connect back to the uh, uh, um, to the command center or stuff like that. It was it was, that was quite fun. I hope they're not skimming on that, um, and that's still going to be a thing.
1: Yeah. So, KSP-1, like I said, it's all about... If you build a rocket and the proportions, all of the stuff isn't correct with regard to physics, like you build just way too much boost and not enough whatever the other shit it'll just like it'll break up it'll explode it'll whatever if you are trying to get re-entry and you come in too steep you'll smack like i said like i shot a bullet into a brick wall or if you come too uh like narrow too shallow that's the word you'll skip like a rock off a pond but like with ksp2 they're literally taking this to the next step of like, let's expand human consciousness. Let's um, sort of yeah, they train people's to- brains. Let's train people's brains to understand how far away this actually is. I love the part where they said, it's like landing on the moon is like, you know, shooting an arrow and hitting the moon landing on another planet is like shooting an arrow and hitting a grape on the moon. Like, holy shit. It's yeah. it, it, it. It. And the way they're doing it, like I said, star citizen, you go through a wormhole, boom, you're in another system and that's fine. I'm not shitting on that. Elite dangerous. Same thing. You hit hyper jump. You're in a new system. Kerbal they're saying like yeah, aim anytime. for aim for Alpha Centauri. Okay, it's going to be three hundred years. boo okay. Hit the fast forward to time dilate, but like your ship is actually going through the full three hundred years of the trip. You're doing it in twenty minutes, but like you have to yeah. at the halfway oh. point or at like the sixty to seventy percent waypoint, you have to like spin around and do a flipping burn to start to decelerate burn. It, for, it, for
5: like a few hundred years
1: <laughs> yeah I mean it's like it's it's legit fucking science and don't get yeah. me wrong there's a place for wing commander there's a place for elite dangerous there's a place for star citizen there's a place for I got a ship it's got more rockets than your ship pew 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 with missiles and fucking there's space pirate there's a place for that It there is there is but there's also a place for Kerbal Space Program and Flight of Nova and these other games where they're, like, portraying space travel as an actual, hey, here's the laws of physics. Here's this. Here's that. Make shit work. No, you're not shooting aliens, idiot. We don't see aliens around us. No, you're not fucking whatever dogfighting. Because this isn't a dogfight. This is an actual... Put a NASA patch on your fucking arm and get out there and get it done. Deal with physics. Because there's s- space uh. Space combat games are super fun, but also real space travel as hard. Like if you deal, ignore aliens and missiles and pirates and bullshit. Deal with the real dangers of fucking physics, gravity, space time. A fucking atmosphere these are all things that want to kill you in space and that's fun just figuring out how to overcome that i'm sorry i cut you off astro go ahead
5: no i was just I'm just say like if 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 you ever wanted to go out and figure out how to calculate launch windows and uh, hoffman transfers and those mm-hmm. kind of things then then KSP is most definitely for you
1: no i think uh, if if i'm not I'm an idiot. Again, you're a smart guy. I'm an idiot. But Hoffman transfer, that's that thing where at certain windows, it's the optimal time to try to go to Mars because you're dealing with the difference between your orbital, whatever, and its orbital, whatever, right? That's that. Yeah.
5: So so a Hoffman transfer is the lowest fuel requirement you can have to transfer between one planet and another.
1: Yes, so every um, two years we have a three-month window. That's the optimal time to get to Mars. And if you miss it, well, fuck you. Wait another two years until the next time, right? Yeah,
5: Just and ish, the funny thing is, yeah, the yeah, it, it's about one point eight years, but mm-hmm. about two years, yeah. The funny thing is though that it lines up in such a way with with Mars that when we have our when we have our launch window for a Hoffman transfer from Earth to Mars. The time it then takes to fly that transfer, when you arrive, you are in a um in an optimal position for a transfer back to Earth. Mm. That means you can go out and you could do a half transfer to Mars, then you could like orbit it once and you could go straight back again. So so that this is lucky that it's like that, because that means you can do round trips mm. back and forth. You could just drop off cargo and then go back again immediately.
1: No that's why buzz aldrin so buzz Aldrin. a lot of people might not know this buzz aldrin wasn't only an uh astronaut he was also an aeronautical <laughs> engineer and he what what was that i missed something I just,
5: oh i just said he's awesome i like buzz
1: yeah aldrin. oh buzz Aldrin's fucking amazing so buzz also created a thing called the i forget what well, it was called like uh, the, the hyperloop or this the what cycler the cycler so he had this idea of you would use a rocket to achieve a s- escape velocity from earth and fly v- fly up to this this cycler so it was basically there was going to be this big ship that was constantly using the gravitational effect or whatever between earth and the mars and it was going to go earth to mars and it was going to do this loop like every 2 years and the idea mm-hmm. was You would just, for a much lower amount of fuel, you would get a capsule from Earth to orbit. It would rendezvous with the cycler. The cycler would then take it to Mars using the gravitational effect from looping around Earth. And it would only have to slow down a little bit to, like, if you aim it up to, like, rendezvous if you did it right. Mm-hmm. then you would use all of that inertia, gravitational inertia, to get it to Mars, and then you would drop off that capsule, and then the thing would literally just, it wouldn't even really slow down. It would just keep looping around from Mars back to Earth. And then the next, so it was like resupply mission, more astronauts, resupply mission, more astronauts, resupply, resupply. More, like it would just, and if you had two or three cyclers, You could literally set it up to where every nine months or so you had more people or materials going back and forth, and it would be. Go ahead, but you only have the launch window every like 1.8 years,
5: so you well, so even if you had more, they would have to all go in the same launch window,
3: correct? Yeah, they'd be a a shipping slug rather than being able to be dispersed in time. Um, so, so I. Go ahead. Uh, just, just real quick from from the standpoint of, of how, how important is this? What, you, what can you do to wrap your brain around it? So my degree is in aerospace engineering. Well, just real quick, artists- wait, wait,
1: hold on real, real quick. For people who don't know, Wolf Dragon legitimately, he now is an engineer who, who works for the United States Navy and aircraft stuff. But he spent years as an aer- aerospace whatever engineer that worked at NASA. Go ahead, Wolf. The,
3: the hardest class that I had, you know, the the you know, this subject matter that I had was orbital mechanics, and you know, we we had some tools, you know, some software programs that we could use to help you visualize and help you understand. This was well before KSP came out. The one thing that has come out of Kerbal Space Program 1 is that there are a lot of people who are not engineers that have an intuitive understanding of orbital mechanics now. I would have killed to have Kerbal Space Program when I was going through university, because I would have just used the mods and made it the sole system. And like, oh, this is my homework. I got to do this. And I could have played around and and messed with it and had the fun of discovery to try to figure out, okay, no, this is what I have to do to actually launch the satellite or to affect this home and transfer from Earth to Mars and then from Mars <coughs> to Jupiter or, or whatnot like that. Or, you know, some of the other different types of transfer orbits that you can do. Mm. Um that that shit didn't exist. Like I'm legit jealous of the people who were born at the right time to have this out who mm. may be very interested in in taking a career path in something that requires orbital mechanics because they had the exposure to it and they have the understanding to it and I guarantee <coughs> you that employers are really happy that that's there because they have a lot of people who just know how to do it rather than having to spend, you know, like the in um, uh, The Martian where they, where they said, oh, well, we don't have the time to get the supercomputer going to figure out this orbit. And there was the, the one guy is like, no, we just oh, do it like this and it's yo, fine. like Because do, he understood wait, wait, it. Wait, wait. He could wrap his do, head around
1: do, it. Do, do you remember who that guy was? yeah it it was it was what's his name that this is america welcome to america that guy the the guy who that was in uh 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 that college show uh what the fuck is his name he's the guy that should have been uh spider-man at one point um what was that guy's name whatever i love that guy he's great he's a phenomenal comedian phenomenal actor actually a good rapper Um, Donald Glover. Donald Glover, love that dude. It's hilarious. I'm a drunk marine in my underwear, and I'm here on a stream (laughs) with a guy who's got an astrophysics degree and a dude who was an actual NASA engineer. What the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Good Friday evening. (laughs) Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! So, all right. Uh, Yeah, Donald Glover for sure. Uh, love that guy the uh, steely-eyed rocket man from if you remember the the line from the book and the movie um mm-hmm. the Martian okay there's a point,
5: there's a point in that they they didn't really touch on in the video at all which i think is is super important and that is that Kerbal space program 2 is gonna have multiplayer support hell yeah it's something it's something I've seen people try to mod into it into the original Kerbal space program one. Where you could be multiple yeah people playing in the same uh, same game at the same time but it was always janky at best so getting official support for it um that's gonna be awesome
3: i'll be yeah. interested to see how they make that happen with the ability to also do the time dilation the point- i
5: think that the way they're gonna, they, I think the way it's going to work <laughs> is it's going to be hosted multiplayer. I don't mm. know, but I think it's going to be hosted multiplayer. So that means if if you want to join me, then you can join, and then I will host, and my machine will then work as a server. You join me, and then I have as the host control of uh, yes. uh, of time time dilation, yes. but guests okay. do not.
1: Yes, Uh, and and, or you could maybe have a setting where you say that guests do and then you're just subject to whatever. Yeah, but one one way or the other Mm -hmm. 100% boss lady be in the chat. I love you boss lady. You're awesome says the Pernell maneuver boss lady come and join us for the discussion topic. We only got about 20 minutes of show left. So come and join us if you want. You've got access to the channel permanently. It's no biggie if you join us. Somebody let me know that she joined because I'm streaming, so I don't hear the little bink boops when people come and go. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, Astro, please talk about some of the amazing stuff. So, just as a heads up for people who are interested, number one, you can right now go into Steam and like uh whatever request what, what what's it called wish list whatever the fuck uh yeah, for, list, for 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 Um, KSB2 KSB2 But also KSB1 is always going on sales for shit Where you can get it for stupid cheap I got it last summer during the summer whatever And I got it for like I don't know like 10 bucks or some shit You can get it at a crazy sale Get KSB1 and play it while you're waiting for KSB2 Wishlist KSB2 and, and get into that This show is going to be covering for the next several months, each month, one thing, going on a deep dive on one show or one game in particular and showing you, hey, man, this is the thing that you want to open your mind to and you want to maybe look at, Um, as well as stuff with this week in NASA, we're going to be talking about stuff that's going on in real space. This is a thing that you want to get into Astro, why don't you tell them some of the amazing shit you've done with the actual physics and whatnot in KSP one? I've seen you—you you made an elite, dangerous fucking. What's that called? Yeah. The Scorpius, not the Scorpius, the, the other yeah, one. The the scarab. Scarab. Yes, you made I a scarab, a, yeah.
5: Yeah, I, I built a scarab, but that was, was more like a, uh, f- for fun project, kind of see if you could do it. I think one of the pro—like one of the things I was like. That really highlights the the, uh, the physics in, uh, in in Kerbal was so I, I had I had this mission. It was just around Kerbin. I wasn't too far out, mm. and and I was heading out to one of the moons um, around Kerbin. And I was on my way back, and when you when I, when I, I was doing my um, my my burn back, and I was you know you're burning and you're trying to get it in such a way that you get into a very very elliptical orbit, mm. and you low point your elliptical <laughs> orbit just skims deep enough into the atmosphere that it bleeds off speed. So Mm. I don't have to spend as much fuel. And I was tight on fuel. In fact, I was so tight on fuel that I didn't have (laughs) the fuel I needed to get my orbit low enough to actually enter the atmosphere. Mm. And if I can't enter the atmosphere, I can't use that for doing aerobrake maneuvers. And that means there was no way for me to get home. So what I did um, was what is in in Kerbal terms is called the get out and push method. which means you you strip your ship down, you decouple everything you can, so all Mm -hmm. you're left with is a a re-entry capsule Mm -hmm. and a heat shield, and then you get out on EVA, and you go up behind your your capsule, you use your EVA pack to slow you down, because when you're out in the very elliptical orbit, in the outer part of it, a very, very small change in speed will have a huge impact on where you are, in the uh, in the lower part of your orbit so that means just a small push out there just a few meters per second were enough to to push my orbit inside the atmosphere and as soon as i got inside the atmosphere then i could just i mean i i, I skipped off the first time but that lowered my orbit a little <coughs> bit and then i then i was in a little deeper the next time mm-hmm. and a little deeper and a little deeper and it took like i think almost 10 orbits and for a few months of in-game time but eventually i, I did make it back
1: so to be um, clear what we're talking about is uh what is it newton's second law the uh basically if you get behind a thing and you give it a little push absent any other factors pulling on it or changing it or whatever that that little push over time is going to make a great change right i i'm an yes. idiot but you know what i mean yeah
5: it's just yeah when when you have these elliptical orbits then you um um, then they do make a a, a massive massive difference when you come mm. in uh, when you come in close mm. fun fact that that's that's also why comets they also come in with so high velocities because they're they, uh they're coming all, all the way from the Oort cloud on beyond jupiter's not sorry, pluto's orbit so right so just, uh, Go ahead. Just a small bump just a small bump to an asteroid out there could be enough to send it hurtling in because they're moving so slowly that the slightest bump in the direction inwards towards the solar system will send it hurtling in there and and then it's basically free falling from um from from Pluto's orbit and all the way in towards the star so it can pick up quite a bit of speed
1: so okay so, yeah so ksp1 is a game that was released years ago has had mm-hmm. multiple 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 updates and 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 patches and whatever that's refined added content done all this stuff to make it polished as fuck and if you can find it on sale put like list it look for it when it goes on sale and grab it for a steal ksp2 Put it on your wish list so when it launches, you're ready to get in on the ground floor and start your interstellar journey. Um, like, any anyone, bring, come, everybody, hop in on this. What, P, KSP-1, KSP-2. The idea of a space game where it's not about dog fighting and missiles and whatever, but it's the NASA of it all. It's the actual exploration. It's the, as they said with KSP-2, your human mind is not even developed to understand the concept of the the numbers that you're dealing with when you're talking about something on the scale of interstellar travel. It's shit where it's like, if you take and you say, hey, let's do 10 million seconds from now, oh, that's a couple weeks, 10 billion seconds from now, oh, that's 147 years, like, your brain doesn't understand the numbers involved. But by seeing this, number one, you're getting real physics and real like, oh shit, this is how it really works. But number two, you're also expanding your mind to try to envelop the concepts of traveling from here to the moon takes weeks. Traveling from here to Saturn takes months. Traveling from here to Alpha Centauri takes hundreds of years like getting your brain around some of this stuff i think number one this is just to me if you love real science you should love this number two it's educating humanity on a real level of how this is all gonna work and if you're talking about sending a probe to Alpha Centauri and you're dealing with the 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 sort of mind numbingly huge numbers involved that you're talking about, hey, I'm gonna send a rocket a hundred years that way, and then at that hundred year mark, I'm gonna tell it to turn flip and burn to start decelerating because it's going to need another 63 years just to slow the fuck down so that it can be captured by the orbit of that star this is shit that a lot of people are going to be like man that's way too nerdy for me but some of us the weirdos that are at eight o'clock to 12 o'clock p.m. listening to this fucking show are going to be like i'm here for that shit this is our stuff. This is our like. Yes, I want this. Give it to me. Let me slap my veins. Just inject it right in there. I want this. Astro. I think go um, go ahead, Wolf. I I think
3: one of the the best quotes uh, that I have heard, and I've heard it from multiple venues, mm. not not just in my own um. Getting taught how to how to do uh the stuff that i learned how to do to to be the the engineer that i am but all it's it showed up in movies it showed up in in tv you know lots of different media space is hard
1: (laughs) space is big and hard
3: ksp drives that point home Mm. but it makes it fun yes and you know what i think that by doing that they have accomplished something that was nigh on impossible now you're gonna go from hey space is hard to galactic travel is hard on a realm that the human brain can barely wrap itself around right now at the higher level of people who are like trying to figure this out for real And now there's gonna be a whole bunch of gamers that just go out and figure out how to do it. And I'm sure that they're gonna have an absolute blast both literally and figuratively
1: in the process. Hell yeah. And that's not a drunk Marine in his underwear. That's a drunk NASA engineer, like a guy who literally worked for NASA in engineering telling you that shit. Like that, and don't get me wrong, there's a place for it. There's a place for games where they say, fucking hand wavy and we're doing with space pirates and missiles and whatnot but there's also a place for you know there's a place for the dumb science like okay we're gonna dumb science g- down and make it fun we're gonna say there's fucking shields like that's not a real thing but like whatever it's it's fucking it's fun we're playing spaceship games with missiles and dogfighting. but there's also a, a place for The real science. The people who are like, yeah, this is how, the... oh, you want to do this trip? Okay. Send a rocket really fast for a couple hundred years. 80 years into the, the 127 years into the flight, have it flip around and start to decelerate. It's going to take another 60, 70 years for that shit. There's a place for that, and I'm here for it.
5: I I hope you did your Delta V calculations correctly and not run out of fuel. Yeah. There are no fuel rats.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. The reality of space is aliens are not a thing you need to worry about. Pirates with missiles are not a thing you need to worry about. Fuel, oxygen, gravity, fucking orbital mechanics... These are things you need to worry about. For real. Old
3: heartless banality of the universe.
1: Eventually, we may get to a place where Klingons want to kill you. But right now, oxygen deprivation and gravity want to fucking kill you at every turn. Deal with that shit. Once we get to Zephyrin-Kofrin levels of fucking light speed and whatever, then we'll deal with dudes with weird shit on their forehead. But for now, oxygen deprivation, water f- deprivation, lack of food, these are things that want to kill you. Coming in too steep or too shallow wants to kill you. A random fucking solar pulse from something wants to kill Like. That's the real shit that wants to kill you. All right. Anybody else? I, Chad, you haven't said a word during this section. Anybody else have anything on KSP2 before we move on to the discussion topic?
4: Uh, sounds great.
1: Very. See, here's the thing. I'm an idiot who talked a lot during this section. Chad is like, I don't know this shit. He just stayed silent. And for it, I think he seems way smarter than me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get to the discussion topic. The discussion topic is the importance of honest communication and game pl- game development. again, i've I mentioned this. I got banned for making a not even a not like not e- I didn't curse, I didn't threaten. I didn't even say anything particularly rude. I made a veiled comment, and I got perma banned from the Elite Dangerous stream. In the Elite Dangerous stream, they specifically say, we're not talking about anything. We're not talking about game development. We're not going to tell you about anything. They haven't said anything for years. The few times that they have said things, and you could check on this Discord server, uh, some, like, for example, the thumbnail for this episode, we've got, I don't know, whatever, many of the exact same kind of thing where it's word for word quotes from really dangerous frontier development employees who basically said stuff that was straight up a lie. And they don't acknowledge it. They don't comment on it. They don't tell you any details of anything of any kind of any, any whatever, every, couple of years they'll make five or six promises they won't live up to them and they will never talk about them again and if you bring them up they'll ban you from the chat that's one thought process for communication in game development and i will point out that frontier development has lost over 60 percent of their game players if you look under the steam charts They've lost, like, 80% of their stock evaluation as a company. And they literally just recently wrote off an entire all-console platform, so they're a PC-only game at this point going forward in game development. Now, by contrast, Star Citizen, you've got Sandy, who is literally ribbing her own husband, you know last year when they did that stream together they did that video together she's ribbing him about like yeah remember your daughter said you know this is bullshit this doesn't work this doesn't whatever you have sandy who i am madly in love with just straight up to chris roberts face just talking shit and being like yo what about this you failed on this you failed on that you've got jared who i'm madly in love with who literally on the streams just yesterday, today, whatever, was like, hey, guys, where's the parachutes? How, people want this, people want that, whatever. He's literally picking comments from the live chat of people who are shit posting on CIG and saying, hey, answer to this. And the devs are right there who are like saying like, okay, yeah, I guess we got to answer this. Well, this we want to work on, but we have to do this, this, and this first. Or, oh, yeah, you're right. We said we were going to do that. We didn't get, we we tried. We had an idea. It failed. We got to come up with something else. Like you have in one situation, a company who is dodging any questions and they lie and then never address it. And if you try to address it, they ban you from the chat permanently. And in the other situation, the head guy's wife and one of his good friends, who is the head of his stream, whatever, pulls out any shit post and specifically goes, yeah, what's the deal with this? People want that. Well, how about we get on it? And the, like, the the guys, the, 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 the devs, not, this isn't a situation... Frontier won't let a dev on a stream that hasn't been vetted 90 different ways. You'll get a dev on a stream four times every five years. And when they do come on, they ignore 99% of everything that's in the chat. They do streams every week, but the streams that they do is two guys that can't fucking play the game, trying to play the game, and ignoring chat the entire time. CIG says... This guy's got a spicy question. Let's ask it. Give us an answer. And sometimes the answer is something you don't like. It is. Sometimes the answer is something you do like. But they fucking ask the question. They put their people to it. And when I say their people, I'm not talking about community managers who don't know their asshole from their elbow. I'm talking about fucking actual devs who build this shit going Oh yeah, we had to move that back three months because we're working on this. Or oof, this is that for whatever. Like, yeah. Um, you can go another route, as Butte says in the chat. You can go the Hello Games route. You can go the Nomansky route of like we ain't gonna say shit. We're just gonna put out our work and let it speak for itself. That's fine. I think the CIT route is better, but the Domanski route is also a way to go for sure. The But the difference between Elite Dangerous, who has lost 60 to 70 percent of its player base, and just recently in the last month wrote off another 20 percent of that remaining 60 to 70 percent, they are going the route of, nah, 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 nah. I'm not listening, I'm not listening, no na nah, 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 nah. And CIG is going the route of, oof, this is hard. We succeeded here. We succeeded here. We succeeded here. Oof, we failed here, here, and here. Here's what we're going to do about it. It might work. It might not. Who knows? We're going to try our best. We're going to beat. We're human. We're going to fail a lot. We're going to try a lot. We're going to fail a lot. We're going to succeed sometimes, and we're going to be honest about all of it. And we're going to talk to you every fucking week about something. that to me is open and honest honest communication doesn't mean you have to succeed 100% of the time when you're trying new shit you're gonna fail at least half the time I'm not mad at you for failing so long as you're honest other people Don't talk to you for years at a time, and when they do finally answer questions, they give you lies, and then they ignore it. You know, we're going to ch- do this and this and this, and we're going to do this every month, and then fucking the following month. Literally, the thumbnail for this video is ARF in December saying, in January, we're going to give you an answer, and we're going to start every month with giving you developer updates. They didn't do none of that. And never, they never responded. They never literally said like, yep, that was a lie. Our bad. We fucked up. That is a failing game. CIG says a million things and they're right on half of them. And they fail on the other half. But when they fail, they openly and honestly say it. And CIG has hundreds of millions of dollars already this year. And they're on track to being the highest-earning year so far. So the difference to me between Elite, who does a lot of things awesome and fails on a lot of things, and CIG, who does a lot of things awesome and fails on a lot of things, is this. Elite Frontier lies to you and ignores shit And goes radio silent for years at a time. CIG tells you the truth, explains when they fucked up, tries to make it better, and talks to you every week with actual devs. That's it. Both games succeed on a million things and fail on a million things. But one is honest and the other isn't. Having framed this, I'm now going to seed the floor to whoever wants to come in let's start with astro and then let everybody else come in and just chat about it naturally i think everybody can can
5: agree that someone somewhere inside frontier has dropped the ball with the with regards to uh to odyssey right mean, that clearly something didn't go according to plan here mm-hmm. but i'm also pretty sure that the community team has really been dealt a shitty hand oh absolutely over the last last year because i don't i have a hard time thinking that they actually go out and purposely go out and say we're gonna do this knowing that they're not going to Hmm. i think it's i think one of the problems is that the whole like The whole community, what the community is doing with their with their streams, what everybody's looking for is like, what's next for for Elite? What's going to happen now? Where is where's the game going? What's happening with the console account transfers and all that stuff? And no matter how much they may want to tell us, if they a maybe they are not told, or nobody can tell them, if maybe they don't even know the answers to some of those questions internally in Frontier yet, Hmm. or maybe they're just not allowed to to say it yet um then what are you going to do i mean then you're sitting there as, as, a, as a as a as a community manager and you don't like you the, the guys behind you, the developers or hmm. the wh- whoever's making those calls if they're not allowing you to talk then you have to uh, to stall for time and kick the can down the road as mm-hmm. we've seen multiple times 100%. And i think and i i absolutely think that that's what's what's going on is i don't necessarily think that it is the community team but it might also be that somebody goes out and tells them and say yes we will commit to giving you information um uh the last week of the month so that you can <coughs> write these uh, day updates post and then the community same say oh that's awesome we now have a internal agreement we can go and do this and then they go out and announce and say we're going to do this and then whoever's delivering that information if if nobody's doing that what are they going to do then hmm. um and yeah, so I, I think I think they've been dealt a really shitty hand, and mm. I I think again I must stress that I do not know, I do not have any like special insights into what's going on inside sure. <coughs> I don't even know what their hierarchy structure looks like. Mm. Um, I know the community team. That's it. Um, but, yeah. but but yeah, again, I really think they've been dealt uh <coughs> been dealt some shitty cards over so over the last year.
1: So let me respond to your point with that. I 100% agree with everything you just said. I don't think that Honest Arf, Little Brucie, and Zack Attack are the problem. I think that it is management at Frontier that is telling lies through them who are the problem. But the fact of the matter remains is they are the people who you're supposed to direct your comments, questions, inquiries, statements to. So when you call them out for being liars, yes. I honestly don't think that any of this is coming from Honest Starf. I don't think that any of this is coming from little Brucey. I don't think that any of this is coming from Zack Attack. But they're the mouthpieces and in addition to being the mouthpieces, they are literally the employees at Frontier who you are supposed to direct your ire to if there's a problem. There's two ways that you can deal with any issue. You can. You're not supposed to. If you have a problem, you're not supposed to, say, message David Braben and be like, you suck because of this. You're not supposed to message a developer back when Dr. K, who I'm madly in love with, worked for frontier you're not supposed to message to her you're not supposed to message dom Cormer. you're not supposed to message uh uh uh, what's his name the guy i fucking love that dude uh who runs their servers uh the guy that always is in the lab coats whenever you see him on a stream um bald guy tall guy um what's his
6: name yeah
1: i'm blanking i'm blanking on his name you're not supposed to direct your complaints to them They are backend, they are not community-facing. They are people that work there, that their job is to do the computer shit. You're supposed to, Dave, Stott, Stott? Stott, Stott, Dave Stott, yes, 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 yes. Dave Stott, love that guy. You're not supposed to complain to them. That's not their job. You leave them alone to work on their job. If you have a complaint, you're supposed to send it to the community management team and it's their job Listen to your complaints, forward it to the proper whatever, you know, dev or whatever internally. That's internal shit, that's their job, their problem. They work on it. So if you say to to you know, honest arf, hey, you're a fucking liar, you said you were gonna do this, this, and this, you did none of it, that is the correct person to send that message to. Not because you blame him personally. He's just a mouthpiece for the corporation, but he's the person you're supposed to direct your comments to. If you ask Honestarf, hey man, who am I supposed to complain to? He'll say, complain to me, and I'll send it to the proper channels. It's when you call out Honestarf for being a fucking liar, you're not saying it to him personally, you're saying it to the corporation that he is the mouthpiece and ears of. The way a community management team works is, they talk to you from the company, the community, and tell you stuff. And if you, as the community, have stuff to say back to the company, you say it to them and they direct it. So when I say Honest Arf is a liar, or Little Brucey, or Zack Attack, if I have any kind of whatever, That's not at them directly. That's at the company. And Dav Stott and and Dave Corner and and Dr. K when she worked there, the people that are the system side, they work on the stuff internally. They're not supposed to be bothered by the community. That's why you have a community management team. So I 1,000% agree with you. Uh, astro this is not like it's arf lying to you it's not like it's brucey lying to you it's not like it's Zack attack lying to you it's the company lying to you through them but they are the people that you're supposed to direct your comments to and they'll get it to the right place if i'm wrong on any of this on my part please anyone here educate me
2: No, I totally agree. Totally agree with you. That's their job. They don't they don't manage the community. They don't talk to the community. They talk at the community and they certainly don't listen. Correct. That being said, though, I thought it was interesting a couple. Well, I guess it was a week ago or so now, right when CIG was releasing 3.17 to Mm -hmm. the PTU Mm -hmm. and they put out a release that said, hey, guys, we know this is really buggy. buggy. And it's unstable as hell, but we need to get it in so you guys can get on it and we can figure out how to fix it.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying the company honestly told us up front, this is kind of shit, but we're working on it, test it out? You mean they they actually worked with their community, told them up front, this isn't good, please help us with this?
2: Exactly my point. And people got into the PTU and they said, wow, yeah, this is unstable, but they're working on it and they didn't have a fit. FDF so if, if it's Odyssey, broken, if they would have released Odyssey as an alpha and said, hey, guys, we know this isn't where we wanted it, but we're going to keep building it right now while you guys are in it. I think people would have accepted it for what it is. Tweaked, are you telling me better. that
1: if the company tells you up front, this is broken, but we're trying our best, help us? Yeah, you mean yeah, people will work with give them a little bit of
2: leeway, sure. Give them some
1: slack? Sure. No, that can't be the way that works. Frontiers trained me otherwise.
2: But Frontier has been lying to us at least, uh, I could go back years probably in reality, but almost routinely since they told us that, don't worry guys, this is just a branch of Odyssey. This is just a branch of the Alpha. It's much more advanced now. From that Mm. point on, they've really been doing nothing but lying to us, whether it be the company or the community team.
1: So what you're saying is we're talking about two companies, Frontier Developments and CIG both of which have done amazing awesome shit like mind-bendingly holy shit this is awesome stuff both of which have failed many 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 times on shit that they tried and fucked it up horribly but one lies to you and feeds you bullshit and refuses to hear you and the and other tells one you, tells, tells you the, you the what truth you want and says, oh, fuck, we said we were going to have this ready by this time. Oh, we screwed up. Shit, that's on us. My bad. We're going to try to work on this, this, and this to make it right. And you're saying that people appreciate when they're told, whoops, I fucked up. My bad. Here's what I'm going to do to make it right. And people get super angry when they're lied to, gaslighted, and ignored for years. Is that what you're saying? That pretty much sums it up, yes. Well,
2: go
3: ahead. I think the key takeaway here, and you know, granted, we're we're approaching this as we're we're all adults. Sure, sure. You know, of all the different games we play, you could definitely argue that there are people who are not age yet to be adults that are playing. You know, No Man's Sky, or. KSP, or hell, I, even. Oh, in no, the no, Star no. Citizen. Hold on, hold
1: on. Let me let me correct that real quick. Nomansky maybe. KSP, if you're under 18 and are playing that game, you need to apply to fucking MIT. I am way past 18. I can't figure out that game. I try, and I fail miserably. I love that game, but I am too stupid to play that game. Star Citizen and Elite, if you're telling me that you're under 18 and playing that game, bro, get a good high-paying job. Go to a fucking top – like a, a, a top 10 college because you are smarter than I am and I am way past your age. like – who – honestly, on it, show of hands here. We've got me, Chad, Wolf, Astro – and tweaked in the chat if you can name three people that are under the age of 18 that play either star citizen or elite please raise your hand say something right now
2: i actually probably could
1: three people under 18
2: yep yep but you got to remember there's 200 people in opix right now so like (laughs) of, of of the percentage of people
1: that play star citizen and elite If I think of of the average Star Citizen and Elite player, I'm thinking of a guy that's in his 30s to 40s, has 2.3 kids, is a fucking forum dad. We are all hotass motherfuckers who we we spend thousands of dollars on a computer game because we have good jobs and can spend it. We're not fucking... 12 year old kids with you a paper are
2: far route. more likely to run into 50s and 60 year old players in star citizen and elite than you are kids under 18 years old you will run into a mm-hmm. few but i think you're you lean way more to the adult side in this these games, right. games for sure i'm so sorry i, I, I cut
1: did, off it.
5: go ahead i was saying now that we're that we're talking h i happen to have uh some some, some go relatively so i have some relatively uh, accurate statistics i think on on the elite community else uh as I've been covering the game mm. for six years and I can see it in the YouTube analytics mm. yeah <laughs> Um Jeez. so the the average age is so divided into 10 year age groups we have 25 uh, to 34 which is around 30 percent mm. then you have around 26 percent which is around 35 to 44 so that's those two together is more than 50 percent of of at least the people watching my channel who is between 25 and 44. Mm. And then you have another 18% up at the 44 to 54 so if you include up to, to 54 then you are above 70% mm. yeah
1: like that uh, so i'm sorry i ain't, i cut you off but i just wanted to say like let's be honest the amount of kids playing these two games are not well, a lot that that just that that feeds into the
3: to the statement um so we're, we're adults that play this game. You know, Elite, Star Citizen, things mm-hmm. of that ilk. hmm Your method of success, from a community management standpoint, is to talk to and treat your community as adults. Because we're at that age where respect begets respect if you don't respect me i'm not going to respect you if you do respect me i will respect you that's that that's that's how society works Mm. you're you have a group of people who we are the ones who play your game we are the ones who pay your bills Mm. we're the ones that give you a purpose to go into work and make the thing that you do every day Mm it doesn't matter which model you look at nomanskys way of doing it elite's way of doing it star citizen's way of doing it icarus's way of doing it you know insert any other game you want here if you do not respect and acknowledge your community for who they are Mm. and what they are to you
7: Mm.
3: you're pissing up a rope in a snowstorm
1: and let's be honest Nomansky has a communication model that would best be described as absolute dog shit if they weren't constantly putting out great content. So like, that's a way you can go. I'm not, I'm a Marine in my underwear. What do I know? But, but Nomansky says, fuck all and puts out great work. And, the work is enough to make it worth it. Star Citizen tells you everything honestly, and they all—they lie a lot on saying, we're going to do this by that time. And they lie. They fuck it up. But then they go, whoops, our bad. We fucked up. They own up to it. They literally say, we thought we were going to have this done by January. We fucked up. We're going to try for it by August. And you can be mad at them if that's what you choose to be. Because you could say, they told me this was going to be done by January, and it's not. It's going to come until August. But I would argue that they're honest about their fuck-ups. Elite makes the same amount of fuck-ups, but they're not honest about it. They will never... I've posted four memes, one of which is the, the... I posted like four memes today on multiple channels in our discord and what and they're from commander X commander X has per- personally told me, Hey man, please don't name me. I don't want frontier to be mad at me, but as a lover of elite, this is what I feel. And so I said, okay, I won't out you, man. I'll post it as commander X and he's like, thank you so much. So. Just to be clear, I'm not claiming credit for these thumbnails I'm posting out of nowhere. They were given to me by a commander who loves Elite and is super frustrated by the fact that they're constantly being lied to. I will not name Commander X because that would be a shitty thing to do to a friend who said please don't name me to this. So Commander X is the title. but. This is a person who loves this company and is constantly heartbroken by the way they do things. Star Citizen fucks up as much as Elite. But they're honest about it when they fuck up. They tell you how they're going to fix it or what time frame or just they they will sometimes answer. We don't know. We're going to try to get to this, but it's at some point in the future. Now, you can honestly be pissed at them for that but the fact that they're honest about it and say oof we're gonna get to this at some point I don't know like to me if you pretend if you fuck up and pretend you didn't I'm mad at you if you fuck up and go man I fucked up I'm sorry that takes away all my anger I'm just like all right, fix it when you can I I don't know what to say that's just me. It,
3: it gets back to the point of the mutual respect.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes. Respect your player base. You said that, Wolf. And and to me, that speaks to like, like Arthur telling us, oh, you don't want ship interiors. It'd be so boring to have to <laughs> run through your ship every time. And when you're getting shot at, have to run all the way to the cockpit and try to take off and just try, trying to tell us what we want. That's not what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to listen to us. That that is the crux of why they have lost their player base over the last year or so.
1: People can come to me and say, CIG fucked up these 500 things. They missed this time frame. And I'll go, yeah, you're right. They did. They constantly promise shit they can't do. They try and they fail. Other things, they try and succeed. That's human,
8: but well, they're the honest about difference. all
1: of it. I Frontier Frontier say they're going to do this, and they fail on half of it and succeed on half of it. And the half they succeed on, they take a bow. The half they fail on, they don't even admit that they lied. They just go, oh, well, we're never going to talk about that. They we pretend won't it never it. happened. <laughs> and that's the difference. One thing, two Two companies set about doing a 1,000 tasks. Maybe one company. Let's just assume for a moment. I I actually think CIG succeeds more than Frontier, but just for a second. Let's say they succeed on 500 and they fail on 500, both. But the half that's honest about it, I'm not mad at them because they take it. they like, oh, my bad. I fucked that up the half that go, oh, I never promised that, when you have actual fucking written statements and videos of them saying it, looking into a camera. That makes me so angry. That's just me, though. Maybe you feel differently.
3: I think the biggest difference, you know, drawing the correlation between the two, it's like, yeah, you know, these guys fuck up way more, way less, whatnot. I, I think the big difference is that when we look at CIG doing things in Star Citizen, <laughs> we get insight and they tell us the things that they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And we get to see that. It's it's tangible. It's There's proof. The other difference. We get to see anything that Elite is trying to do. We only see the final finish whatever's when they actually <laughs> give them to us. And then they don't seemingly don't want to hear the feedback
1: about it. A hundred percent. You
3: can't uh, compare those two for that reason.
1: The other difference, if we're being honest, if we're going to just separate, like I'm just giving you a hypothetical of take two companies that succeed and fail in the exact same percentage. The other difference between CIG and FDev, in my opinion, you may disagree, and that's fine. But the real difference to me. Between the two, despite other than the fact that they, you know, the amount of honesty and openness and communication is this CIG tries on a hundred things and fails on 50 of them, but they're trying big, they're swinging for the fences, they're doing shit that is like, wait, what the fuck? You're gonna do what now? You're gonna make an entire planet that's landable, that's one big city over across the entire planet? What? And Frontier is constantly limiting the scope, lowering the expectations, doing like minimum, 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 like, oh, you can't expect this. You can't expect ship interiors. That's way too hard, and you'll be bored. But, yo, your your main guy said we were going to get ship interiors years ago. Yeah, let's ignore that. Let's, whatever. They said, it's hard.
2: We can't do that. Caves are hard. (laughs)
1: C.I.G. is constantly picking up the mantle of John F. Kennedy Jr. where he said, we're going to go to the moon and the other things because they're hard, not because they're easy. C.I.G. is like, fuck it. We're going deep on stupid shit that it's like me personally every time. When they said we're going to make a whole planet you can land on, I'm like, fuck you. No, you're not. Nobody could do that. You're lying. They did that. I was like, wait, what? see frontier is constantly giving you excuses why they can't do it ah yeah we said you could hunt a dinosaur from your cobra but that's stupid that's too hard you can't do that yeah we said you would have ship interiors fully whatever but that's stupid that's hard yeah we said you could stow away on somebody else's ship and then hijack it but that's stupid that's way too hard Frontier is constantly telling you why they can't do the shit they already promised you. And that's their sin. CIG's sin is they're constantly ec- expanding and saying, we're going to do even more than we promised. If I have to pick between two kids, one is lying and saying they can't do what they already promised. And the other one is saying they're going to try to do more than they promised. Well, I know which one seems better to me. You decide what's better for you. But even after, because both companies, CIG and FDEV, fail a lot. When FDEV fails, they ignore it. It's like a fart in the car. You just, everybody sits there. They all smell it. They all know what's going on, but everybody pretends they don't. CIG goes, yeah, man, we fucked up. Here's how we're going to make it right. Or we can't make it right. We're going to try to figure it out. We'll get back to you. But I would rather you honestly say we can't even fucking tell you how we're going to do this. We're going to try as opposed to we never promised that when you've got fucking video of your lead guy promising that right there in front of you. I'm all talked out for tonight. Somebody take over.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
2: everybody jump up. <laughs> it, it's a hard comparison, really. I mean, as everybody knows, I'm new. I still consider myself kind of new to Star Citizen. It's, it hasn't even been a full year yet. And since I've been there, I've been blown away with how transparent and how open they are about any information you want if you ask somebody you're going to find information it's ridiculous really and on top of that you get an embarrassment of riches with updates every few months that change the game all the time it's it's a totally different environment than it was playing elite dangerous for the 5000 hours that i did it's it's a totally different feel and i think that's as much because of the way cig handles business as it is the, the detail and the beauty of the game.
4: Yeah. So I was just in the PTO on Star Citizen, and the ATC to bind key works. And I can get in my ship now, and it works. And, and in one week's time, they've gone from a complete shit show of a test server to it's kind of working now, and it's pretty good. It still has a ways to go. But when they release these things, and they say, yeah, it's crap, we know it, we need people to go in, we need data. Uh, They get to work, and they act fast. From Monday to Friday, it's a night-day difference between on the PTO. Amazing, I mean, I don't think French Reserve did that much work in one, one week ever.
6: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, all right. Let's start to close this out. Um, Astro, do you have anything you want to add to close this out to the beautiful people? Um, no, I don't think so. All right. I think I'm good. Wolf, you got anything to close this out?
3: No, I mean, other other than just saying thank you everyone for... <sighs> showing up and listening to our drunken ramblings and a little bit of ranting and oh, yeah. whatnot about all the space games that <laughs> we all know and love and a new one that's coming out that i think is going to be very very interesting for a very long time
1: yeah does anybody i want to go back to astro too does anybody uh, start with astro and then we'll go to everybody else else's close out the night your thoughts on Kerbal Space Program two in the video we saw today and what your like your interest level in that as a as a a lover of space stuffs. Let's start with Astro. Wolf already gave his. Go for it.
5: Um, interest level in, in, in KSP from mega like a scale from one to ten, uh, I'm I'm uh, probably at a nine, could probably turn up to nine and a half. I'm mm. looking forward to it. Mm. Um I mean, if if they gave me KSP one with updated graphics and instead travel, I'll be I'll be happy. Hell but, yeah! Uh, multiplayer on on top as well. So yeah, it's it looks to be good, and mm.
1: um, I just hope that they do not release it too early. Mm. So for me, I've been drinking six and twenty dragons milk noir et blue Belgian style triple blueberry infused ale. And uh, Boulevard Brewing Company, Quad something, something, Stout, Whiskey, something. Um, so that's what all of my thoughts are brought to you by. And I got to say, KSP2, I could not be more excited. I, I like this. The I love the science behind KSP1, even though my monkey brain can only get behind half of it. I I make ships that break a lot. <laughs> but I love it uh, and interstellar travel, I cannot wait for it. Uh, Flipping Burns, I mean, as a lover of the expanse, oh God, yes, please give me some more of that. So I'm here for KSP2 and I promise you, as a channel, as a show, Friday where we do weekly stuff, we're gonna have more stuff from NASA and we're gonna have more stuff in, you know, space shows and movies and books and more stuff in other space games on the horizon. So absolutely love that. And the other thing that I would say is huge, huge, you know, thank you to Down to Earth Astronomy for joining us tonight. So psyched to have you here. Thank you. that's to be here. Yeah, yeah. Chad, your thoughts on KSB2? Anything else for the night? And say goodnight to the beautiful people.
4: Uh, it's nice that they're pushing the technology forward to make something that's based in reality. That mm. if you're interested in the science of it, you can now explore that in a safe way that's mm. fun and enjoyable and super educational all at the same time. Mm. And get to mess with little green creature things.
1: Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> so i gotta say that because you say little green creature things the kerbals that's another thing about kerbal space program that needs to get shouted out as a person who loves playing that game the science is hard the physics is hard dealing with or at, you know like orbital reentry and atmospheric blah 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 and all of this shit is hard when astro made uh, fucking Scarab uh, SRV in in, in corp, Kerbal it was easy until he got to the point of trying to make the little thrusters work to where like when you like how you hit the boost button and you launch off the ground from the little whatever that was ho- I watched him in, in videos like multiple like okay part 2 part 3 whatever try different things like oh I've got it oh that didn't work oh I've got it oh that didn't work it's fucking hard it's not like easy mode sci-fi video game version of physics it's real physics so making a little fucking rover easy no problem making a rover that could launch because it has little rockets and its fucking wheel things getting the angles right and whatnot go back go to down to earth astronomy's channel and look up the multiple videos he did of trying to figure out how to do the boosters in the wheels in Kerbal, it's fucking fucking amazing. And, like, Astro's a guy that's ten times smarter than I will ever be. So, like, when you see a guy who's a fucking genius, who literally got an astrophysics degree, like, try to do that shit, and uh, it's hard. Like, for me, I'm like, well, did I give up? Fuck it, I'll wait for you to figure it out, and I'll copy your shit. But like, so yes, that about Kerbal is fucking amazing. And to be worshipped, to be admired, 100%. Wolf, what you got? I already gave you mine. All right. (laughs) Dude, I am drunk as shit. Uh, Tweet, what you got?
2: Yeah, I'll definitely check Kerbal out. I've never played it to this point, and I think everybody knows I definitely lean more towards the combat-oriented parts sure, of sure. the games. Sure, sure. But a game like that, it, it, the science of it doesn't thrill me. I mean, I, I, it's cool and all, but I'm I'm just a dumb telecom engineer. I'm no <laughs> NASA guy or anything like that. So that stuff would be beyond me. I'd <clears throat> have to learn that. Bro, With where the are you and me. Exploration part. It intrigues me and if I could have Multiplayer where we have like Friends on the crew that have to Like maintain the ship and everything Then I'd be sold so I'm going to keep an eye on it for sure
1: Bro you and me are both two dumb guys And you're like I'm happy with Where I'm at I just want to be Han Solo and I want to play Star Wars (laughs) And I'm like I'm on the other Side I'm like I'm happy where I'm at But I'm super jealous of these fucking Smart guys that understand orbital (laughs)
2: mechanics Yeah yeah, that's about right. We should also mention, I saw today that uh, Frontier did hire a new lead game designer. <laughs> I don't know anything about this guy, so I don't know what this means, but mm. we'll find out. else.
1: So Frontier just hired a lead game designer, but it doesn't say that it's for a lead. It just says it's yeah, for Frontier. Yeah. It could be. Yep. So the guy that they hired, that they just hired, happens to have previously done a lot of work on Formula One racing uh, on a game, so I'm thinking it might be about their new Formula One game. Um, Chad Lozanne, say goodnight to the beautiful people. Uh, uh, add in any closing thoughts you have. Go for it. Good night, everyone. <laughs> See you next week. Uh, for my closing thoughts, I want to ask Astro a question. I mm-hmm. seem to have this idea that you have a carrier trip going on. Uh, if you want to plug it so people can know in Elite Dangerous where to join your carrier trip, I would love it if we you already, would do that.
5: We already left. Um, <clears throat> they can catch it. Yeah, we, actually, you can find it over on uh, on our Discord. We're actually supposed to stop at what... Uh, what I thought was lightning clouds turned out not to be the correct type of clouds. So unfortunately, the first stop was a bit of a bit of a bust. But tomorrow, um, in actually not that many hours, so I need to sleep soon. But tomorrow we're heading down below the um, the galaxy. We're heading out of the galactic plane. Mm. Um, and we're actually going to head out further than you can go on traditional ships because the distance between systems out there are so far that only fleet carriers could go there. Mm. Um, can't remember the exact name of the system we're in, but if you go to discord.d2ea.com, then you can find our trip talk channels there and the flight plans and schedules and all the stuff you need if you want to catch up. We are about two and a half thousand light years um, outside the bubble right now, so it's within reach of a decent jump ship if you want
1: to catch up. So, anybody who's interested, if you play Elite, discord.d2ea.com. You can find the Discord for Down to Earth Astronomy. You can join in. You're going to have to catch them, but you can get down there and join in that exploration type thing. I know Roy has an exploration uh, fleet carrier thing going on as well. You can find it on our Discord under, you know, what is it? It's like Roy's fucking exploration trip. You can find it on the Loose Screws Discord as well. They have a channel that's dedicated to that. There is cool shit going on in uh um elite dangerous for the exploration people. Everybody else is sort of waiting for something to happen, but exploration people, there's lots of stuff going on. Down to earth astronomy's uh, fleet carrier is currently in the system AUCOPP space JJ T space C6 14. Like, if you're playing Elite and you want to have fun, the thing that's left right now while we wait for the story is exploration. Go and join a cool exploration group, whether it's the Burr Pit. Whether it's Down to Earth Astronomy, whether it's Boss Lady B, whether it's Roy, whatever. Go find a group that's doing something fun and join in on that fun. If you're playing Star Citizen, holy shit, as soon as this 317 drops, you have an amazing stuff. Even Salty Mike, who is known for like just shitting on whatever. He put out a video with like the, this week and whatever, and he was like this 317 is the best content drop ever question mark like like legitimately there is a massive content drop going on so in elite go find some exploration and make your own fun soon the story will happen again in star citizen holy shit it's an it's a it's an embarrassment of riches there's so much shit for you to do Kerbal Space Program is fucking amazing. Go get it for cheap, and when the new one comes out, get it. Uh, Fernando just dropped a new thing from Fly Dangerous. Not, sorry, Fly, not Fly Dangerous. From, uh, what? I'm, Hunter Net Starfighter. Hunter Net Starfighter. Go and get in on that. Fucking Yuki Bomb is doing shit with Fly Dangerous. That's free.
2: Like... There's Based TV news too. Yes. There's the, new... en- the entire cast of the next generation. Star Trek, the next generation is going to join Picard season three. Yeah. Oh, shit. I Seriously? mean,
1: I mean, yep. yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Star Trek to the next generation. Star Trek, the next generation season one was dog shit. Every Star Trek season one is, bleh. but the rest of it, from after season one season two three four five six going on and on and on just got better and better and better it is the second best star trek in my opinion that's ever been the f- well, maybe third best for me the first best star trek that's ever been is star trek t space nine the second best star trek that's ever been is a three-way tie between star trek the original star trek the next generation and the orville fuck you it's good it counts just below that is enterprise it was amazing and it's worth way more love than it ever got enterprise was so fucking good um and then after that is everything else that they want to add on to star trek now Uh, i'm i'm not a the hugest fan of picard but like whatever if you like it you like it it's cool you god bless do you you do you I don't know we're out we've been going for way too long i appreciate everything uh fucking uh down to earth it's like it's like dune tomorrow for you thank you so much for staying up yeah, super super real. late thanks for joining us tonight <clears throat> thanks yeah for having me. yeah we live you all we love you all we live you all i'm drunk we love you all uh and uh have fun and we'll see you uh next week with more stuff also sorry I forgot to say this. Just a quick, I I know this isn't space related, please bear with me for one second. Right now, as we speak, all weekend, New World is having a free-to-play weekend. You can go to Steam, download the game, play it for free all weekend. They've done so much to fix the game. If you like it, play it. If you don't like it, okay, you tried it for free and now you don't like it. It's awesome. But don't, Believe me, see for yourself. Um, I think it's just special servers that they're setting up for like brand new, like first time, whatever. But after you uh, can whatever, um, after you like try it, if you don't, you know, if you like it, they're going to give you a free transfer. Join the Pluto server on North American East cluster. That's where we're at. Join the Green Faction Marauders. Once you get to like level 12 or 14 or whatever, join us. We're the Black Sky Legion. You can join us if you're a Marauder Faction on North American East Pluto server. We will hook you up. We will help you run dungeons. We will help you level up. We will help you get geared up. And we will run shit with you. It's awesome. Uh, I'm seeing chats where people are saying like i like discovery better than enterprise i'm not going to comment on that it's a it's a personal thing you may like it better you may not like it better i personally like enterprise better but i haven't seen all discovery in fairness so like you it's subjective man maybe you like you know i like eggs and bacon you might like eggs and sausage it's personal whatever but uh like i gotta call that out for like join new world because it's it's free for this weekend it's only for this weekend after that after the weekend like whatever it's like 40 percent off if you want to buy it come and see they've made so many great changes to that game it's amazing and if you don't like it well you paid zero dollars to try it for free so it's fine you do you boo uh all right that's it we're closing it out we'll see you next week i love you freak bitches Nanu 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 Nanu